Yeah. Okay. Well, Roscoe's 11, so he spent all his energy when you walked in the door. <laughs> so he's good through probably the weekend. Uh, and Rudy tends to follow suit. She does like to do what her big brother does because um, she's not in te- terribly intelligent. It's just <laughs> she's just like she's more of a monkey see, monkey do type dog. Aww. She can hear you. I know. Look at them freaking ears. <laughs> <laughs> we should have called her Radar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, uh, you probably already hear a familiar voice. Uh, Ken's back. So, uh, Brian, uh, so our co-host, Brian, he is a comedian. Um, Because you and I, we planned this like two months ago. I know. It's been, it's fine. It's okay. Well, not fine. You canceled like the day of. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking for a a couple of weeks, a couple of months just to try to get you in. So this has actually been scheduled out for a while. But Brian, as a comic... I mean, sometimes the show just comes up, and as a comic, when someone's like, "Hey, comic, do you want to do comedy?" You usually have to say yes, or you're just you're not really a comic. Right. So Brian, uh, he's doing a show in North Ridgeville tonight, I think. You guys are all just making up names yeah, of towns I, I, tonight. I don't like, even know that one. You guys. don't even know that one. I don't know that one either. Oh uh, well, that's a real one. You can Google that shit. Okay. Yeah, North Ridgeville, Ohio, gorgeous <laughs> this time of year. Not really. It looks like the rest of Ohio this time of year. Chardon's gorgeous. I was going to say, it's like the Chardon of Northeast Ohio. (laughs) We are the snow belt. We had like 24 inches of snow, so. Oh, yeah. We got, we just basically, I mean, we knew it was coming, too. Usually, like, when that happens, it's bullshit, and it's like, it's over. But they were spot on. I mean, we were inside (laughs) for two days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. If they say it's coming to Chardon, it's coming to Chardon, so. This is uncomfortable, but can can I start with a complaint? (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I mean, sure. if I said no, would it matter? Okay, well, it's a, no, not at all. But uh, and and it's it's even more uncomfortable because I didn't know she was going to be in the room for this. Okay, but I do have a Carissa complaint. Okay, um, fire so away. I have several. When I arrived this evening, uh, your lovely Carissa looked at me as if I don't live here, and I didn't understand that because I feel like I'm here enough that I should have been looked at as oh, he lives here. Honestly, I don't have relatives that have been here as much as you've been here in the last few weeks. And just some back so you understand. So, Ken, Ken you were a guest like a, like, a, like a month ago, maybe. And this is his third time back. Yeah. And he has oh, a, wow. And he's coming back in like yeah. two weeks. So, yeah. it's just so, and, well, you give her some of your background. I, I mean, he was. A, we had a lot of fun. He was a great, great, great guest. We had a ton of fun. And then... I just sometimes when Brian is not able, I, I need a, a replacement. I have to have enough time, and I've gotten that. But I'm just always available. Cat. Oh yeah, it's not even like like someone's like, oh, let me double check. And it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm certain I'm available. I didn't even tell him the date. <laughs> yeah, looked at me like I didn't live here, and then followed up by asking me if I could contribute to the mortgage. So it was a really uncomfortable welcome here. <laughs> well, that's her thing, because at this point you're not bringing anything. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's not that she. It's not that she doesn't want you here. It's that you're showing up and you're empty-handed i mean we have hoodies we have hats <laughs> i mean his yeah, personality have, uh, he brings his personality he definitely home. brings his personality so well with the notes of super yeah i enjoy it <laughs> anyway and he, i'm so happy to be here and it's so great to meet you and you i love too. talking to other writers and Yay. it's just wonderful this is wonderful also i thought this would probably be a pretty good fit <laughs> yeah as soon as i yeah. sent him your page he was already really like, excited yeah i'm so, on it yeah for sure <laughs> on it. so i do want to unpack well first can you say your last name sarah Dobie Bauer. Dobie Bauer. Okay. Yeah. I just, I always worry. The Sarah, I pretty much nailed that. I'm glad you have that one. Yeah, down. that one, I, yeah. I mean, from Akron. Uh, <laughs> we have a pretty firm <laughs> grasp on words. I uh, mean, I get Dobby from Harry Potter. Well, that's why I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't yeah. sure. You know, or Doobie. I, 
as in, you know, I said I was leaning so. toward Doobie. That was more of a hopeful, but yeah. like, you know, but okay. okay. I get all the things. That's S- right. SDB is cool. I know, right? Does anyone call you that? Like, I would call you SDB. I will be calling you, can. you SDB. Why yeah. don't you start a thing? I can't believe that's I mean, not I si- a thing. I like sign my newsletter that way. Do you? I do. I always wanted initials that worked well to like go by initials. I don't, do you have that? What do you, I have JPB. But JP is cool and JB is cool. Those are cool. Those go well. That's true. KS. Yeah, growing up was easy for me. KS. It just, yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't flow. Sorry about that. It doesn't. What's your middle name? Michael. KMS. Now you sound like a radio station. Or a drug. Don't go. Mm. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. She's tripping. Uh, yeah, he's tripping on KMS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my That's God. That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, so when I, I came across your, your profile, it just I think we just kind of have... I went down one of those rabbit holes where most of the people that come on here know each other either directly or indirectly or have been exposed or follow each other. Rabbit hole, and I came across it in your page right away. We've never had really... I mean, we've had like writers on, but I think you're the first like author, like like book author. All right. If there's other ones, I apologize, but you didn't make much of an impression. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I wrote four books. I don't oh, count. Dang. Oh. Are they out yet? Yes, wow. they're I'm, all. I'm out. kidding. Okay. <laughs> KMS is pissed. Super pissed. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that is so KMS. No. <laughs> Such a KMS. We were supposed to make this about my initials. Now it's becoming your initials. <laughs> you have 14 books. I feel like it was 14. It's actually nine, but I, I have counted some... 14. Did I really not mute my phone? Oh, How rude you know I? what it was? Because I went to the same the the same link. Because I went down too, a... and I got up into the teens. But there's a couple that are listed under there that some aren't actually them... yours. Oh, it wasn't my phone. It's someone else's phone. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, sorry. I'm easily distracted by That's shiny okay. things. Um. I'm telling I everyone you wrote 14 books. Do it, please. Okay. I love that idea. Yeah. It's. It's. I think it's nine, but some, one was a trilogy made into one book. Oh. Nice. Okay. And then other ones are anthologies that I've been in. So I've been in a lot of anthologies. Love that. Yeah. Love it. So you, well, you had a couple things on there that were well, one obviously author advocate. I think the one that caught both of our our attentions was Bisexual Witch. Yay! That's so me. I even have there. a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> you, say that you, you do? Do you really? I do. What? It just says I'm a bisexual witch? It actually says bihexual witch. That's goals. That's... I know. You really... Good for you. Thank you so That's much. That's a level of so I have not Honestly, achieved. we could honestly, yeah. this could be the, the shortest and best. If we ended it right now, I think we'd kill <laughs> and it. Good night, everyone. And then yeah. just be, we can just have wine me. and oxy for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Can yeah. you explain your witch, which, which witchcraft, which, witchdom? Which, which, which? The bisexual the part, witch, I understand. Uh, maybe... <laughs> I mean, well, the bi- that just means you have more yeah. options, and then I'm super jealous. I did jealous. have to explain what bisexual meant to my mom, so I'm glad you understand. I appreciate that. But um, the witch part... <laughs> We're going to come back to your mom. Oh, yeah. Come, oh, yeah, we'll circle back <laughs> Let's on do the that. witch part. Is your mom in Chardon? No. Okay, just check it. I just wanted to say Chardon. Go ahead. Oh, my God, stop, <laughs> KMS. Um, want, I think he wants a Chardon t-shirt more than a bi-hexual so t-shirt shirt. I can so find you one. You can come oh visit God. me. I'll take I you to wanna, all the dive bars. I want to be the pride and joy of Chardon. Okay. Yay. Okay, so the witchy thing. Um, I'm 39, so the craft was... Uh, that was like a huge. thing, yeah. right? Feruza Balk, Purple Eyes, really wanted to I'd make out with her. I bind you against doing harm. Ooh, yeah. yeah, watch out now. Yeah. I like the curly hair girl the best. That was she was my favorite. Mm, I forgot I her know. name. 
She was in Half Baked too. Yes, and I know exactly. Who you're beautiful talking about. girl. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was the one I was into. Oh, I got a thing for the evil chicks, so I got to go for Faruza Balk. Understood. But Understood. That was when I was like fourteen. So back in that era, it was just. I'm going to light candles and, like, wear yeah. black. And that hasn't changed, obviously. <laughs> I haven't grown out of my goth phase. I don't think I ever will. But I, then I just did the normal human thing and wasn't a witch for a long time. And then... We all go through the not a witch phase, yeah. Right. I mean, the craft came out and we were all a witch together. Oh, my gosh. And then... Yeah. Oh, we, that, movie you know, was, that movie was impactful. Like, it was. It really was. The clothes, the music, the... the Nev Campbell. Everything. We're all, like, walking Ooh. around, like, high school and college after that, and we're giving that goth girl a second look. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're like, I didn't even know I was into this. Yeah. And you are. I Yay. even gave the goth girl a second look. There you look. go. See? Damn. That's how impactful That's that was. That's special. Yeah. But, um, and then a couple years ago, well, no, it's, oh my God, I've been in Chardon for seven years. So more than a couple, Jesus. Um, you like it like you're, I just can't like believe you're, it. Like you're talking about like being in jail. I know. Oh God, it's been seven years. Seven well, years. I moved I was, here from yeah. like, I moved here from. I did a dime in San Quentin and Chardon. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the bars probably feel the same. Got paroled out of North Ridgeville. <laughs> I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and then I moved to Chardon. Okay, it is shock. It is kind of a shock, a okay. culture shock. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> when I first moved there, I made friends with, um, a, I don't know if I should, I can say her name, whatever. Fuck it. Her name is Angel, and when I met her, yeah. she was like, "You're a witch. You know that, right?" And I was like, "No, that's ridiculous. Don't be silly." And she's like, "Well, I am, and I think you are too." And I so I just denied it for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden. I started practicing like a little and I all of a sudden these women just started showing up in my life that were all witches and I was like a magnet for them. I would meet them like in bars in yoga um in a like shopping center. And so then I built this group of like I think there's like 12 of us now that all come to my house and we do our spells together, um, but I'm... Okay, wait a second. Yeah, you so much. group. Yeah, so I guess... Might it, someone else say coven? It would be a coven, yes. <laughs> that was the word. Yes. I don't know why I went to cauldron, but that's, that's not... That's well, that's I, a, have, I have one of different. those, too. Okay, I so I wasn't terribly far off. No. But, okay. But most importantly, I would consider myself a green witch. So I'm the girl that makes all the teas, the tinctures. If you are like, I have a stomach ache, I'm like, give me a second. Let me go to my huge cabinet of tea, and I'll fix your stomach ache. Oh, or, I thought it meant like you drove a Tesla. Oh no! <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, <laughs> silly boy. No. Well, what? So she? You said that she came up to you and said you're a witch. Did she say why? She just got a witch vibe. She got a vibe, and she's one of my best friends now. And um, she got a vibe. And I guess I just, I don't know. I have like a. I, I make friends very easily, so she thinks that it was like a magnetism, like I'm okay. secretly taking over your brains right now, and you just don't know yet. So when normal, basically oh, when normal people meet somebody, like you got a cool vibe. Yeah. But like, yeah. in a witch way, it's that, I, 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 I don't have the words. normal people? <laughs> no, I actually did, yeah. <laughs> What I, well, okay. okay, what, I'm the asshole here? 50% you gonna, you gonna, of this room is gay. We could rise up at any minute. Well, hold on. This was not a gender. This is not an orientation thing. Are I you going to tell one. me that there's, th th what, that witch versus non-witch? Like, the witch is the highest percentage out there? 50% of this nice. room is not Christian. And so we could rise up at any minute. I don't know. 
There. No, it's fair. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's. Yeah. It's, All right. It's thanks awesome. for coming. I, <laughs> I meant which. He cheers, went. Y'all. Cheers, y'all. No, it, but it's just for me. It's it's more about um, like female power, female energy, sure. feminism, like kind of fight the patriarchy stuff. Um, a lot of looking back at history and seeing how history has forced women into certain roles and how. Most of the women that were, like, killed as witches were midwives and healers and the wise women. Well, especially the, the, I don't know as much about it. The one thing that I do remember about these is is the way that they, it it was so medieval, and I think that's the accurate word, like, when they're doing this, is that they're talking about back in, whether it be the 15 or 1600s, -hmm. basically their way of figure, uh, some some, uh, uh, colonies or countries, whatever it be, the way they would figure out if someone was accused of witchcraft. Is this the drowning thing? Yes. I knew you were they going would like there. Throw, they would like tie someone up and throw them in. And if, and if they were able to get out, they're like, she's a witch. If she drowned, they're like, turns Aww, out she's not a witch. She was a good a person. But she's dead. Those right. are your options. Yeah. Drown or be called a witch, Correct. which they'll kill you anyway. That, and there yeah. was no criteria. Someone could just be like, If you had witch. a freckle, yeah. Like yeah. a wrong, if you had a birthmark, oh man, you were done for. But Wait, I have a book recommendation. Ooh. Oh, can does the coven do book books? Yes, we do. Oh my gosh. We do so, book club quote, which is, yeah, the, so The nerdy. Once and Future Witches. <gasps> I haven't is, read that I one. just read it a couple months ago and had the best time. Uh, and it's about the intersection. I mean, it's, it's fiction mm-hmm. uh, of these three witches uh, who are at the turn of the century who are trying to get women the right to vote. Nice. And so it's all about smashing the patriarchy. And it, yes. I, I had the best time. So the all ones right. in future witches for all the listeners out there. I must um, try If your it. coven's looking for uh, your next reading selection. <laughs> next book club selection. It was amazing. Thank you. Time. And I love that aspect of it. And yeah. I love the, the female empowerment. And there's been a lot of articles lately, too, just about uh various whether or not you call them covens or groups mm-hmm. uh of being so embracing of trans witches mm-hmm. and so that's oh, yeah. just been amazing to see uh yes. just challenging what we mean by gender and it's wonderful yes. i love it yeah, and there was yeah, even yeah. a feminist group in the 70s called witch that was the acronym so it's kind of that was kind of on the nose a I little a bit you know but yeah that was a good one so that's a good one. I love it. Now, does this make does this content make its way into your writing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the manuscript I just finished. It doesn't have a title yet, but yeah, it's Southern Gothic witches, which are crazy. Because I lived in Charleston, South Carolina, and so I know I know the South, and I love it down there. We got Charleston. We got Phoenix. Yeah, Seriously. we got Chardon. Where, where, if someone says, "Oh, where, what do you call home?" Perrysburg, Ohio. Perrysburg, Ohio. That is home. I don't know if that's a puzzled look as if. No, it's just, it's, it's, what's been happening is, and it's, I, well, it's, it, well, it's hurting me. Uh, well, one, because you two are obviously clicking and I'm the guy that said normal five minutes ago. So, and I really think that was misconstrued and I can edit that out because I my think podcast. normal is a put down personally. So I yeah. love, and that's I would pretty never, much how he took it too. Yeah. I would never want to be called normal. Sounds okay. Terrible. What I, let's just move on. It's, 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 <laughs> It's the, this isn't working out the way I thought it would. Uh, It's already a great episode, but I'm already the enemy. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So going, like, let's take, guys, I know you're talking about your latest manuscript. What is the, what, what is like the first thing you wrote? Like, how did you get into it originally? Oh my gosh. I think the first thing I wrote that I remember 
because I think I was writing like since I was a fetus, so I don't quite remember that far back. But I imagine elementary school, I remember writing a melodramatic romance. Like, oh my God, like she was blind, he was in a wheelchair. I mean, we couldn't get more like dramatic than this and totally over the top and like there's crying and like, oh, we're back. Oh my God. I can't even, I wish I had that. I don't know where it is anymore. We all wish you had that. I know. Do you remember what it was called? No, I'm sh- probably didn't have it. Star yeah. <laughs> It was called Shit. That's what it should have oh. been called. But um, I just continued writing since then. Yeah. So I, I actually do have a lot of my high school manuscripts. My mom found them in the basement, God bless her, in this huge Tupperware, and it's it was all printed out manuscripts, you know, when we used to like print everything. Yeah, of course. You know, a million years ago when we did that. So I still, I have them on my bookshelf right now. I haven't looked through them yet, but it's like big. I mean, it's like six Harry Potter books probably really? stacked on top of each other of my old stuff from like high school. That's awesome. For, for yeah. folks who don't know your writing voice, except that I think you cross quite a few genres. Yeah. Like you're not, yeah. you're not limited to one genre. I'm a Gemini and I was born on a full moon. So I have like four personalities. I love that. I know. It comes oh. in handy with writing. Oh, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. So do you, I mean, I, I feel like people really do want to pigeonhole writers into, and this is this is your voice and this is your niche. Mm-hmm. It does feel like you resist that a bit, but if forced into it, how, how do you describe your writing voice to people? Definitely, it's comedic. I love comedy. It's all, Not all the books are comedic. I've written horror and drama well, yeah, one also. One of the ones you brought, I, just, I, from, from the title, look like a horror one. But it's not. It's called This Is Not a Horror Movie. That's a comedy. <laughs> like, for sure, that's a comedy. And so I think snark, comedy, sarcasm... Um, sex, gotta have sex scenes in there. Uh, Obviously, but I, I most of my reviews, people are saying like I laughed out loud to this, and that's oh, that's great. That's, that's yeah, you know, and I also think I think that's the hardest. I think comedy is the hardest thing to read and interpret. I do. Yeah, I think you can interpret suspense. I think you interpret drama easily. Yeah. I think comedy is the hardest one because there there's so many different types of comedy styles and i think that's the hardest thing to in my opinion i think mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing to convey to people that something is sarcastic because sarcastic has tone so if you can actually relay that in mm-hmm. writing that's very very impressive thank you it's my favorite thing to do and i think yeah. it helps like side tangent writing tip but when i write dialogue i read it out loud yeah like in the characters voices and so i can work on the delivery in my like right in front of me vocally i can work on what it sounds like and then i think that makes the writing a lot better more realistic for sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. because some authors they they'll ask me like how do you write such great dialogue because that's one of my strengths and i always tell them well say it out loud does it sound like it's something someone would say if it doesn't then it's not good dialogue and i that's a really important thing that a lot of writers just forget about yeah, and I think also even on top of like you said, like when you when you read it back to yourself, you read it in the character's voices. Mm-hmm. So I, the reason I thought it was always so tough to to uh, to convey comedy in writing is because like like when I messaged Ken today and he responded back, 
Like I, I read his message in his voice. I know him. <laughs> right. But yes. you're right. You know, your readers don't all know you. They haven't heard you speak, and mm. you have multiple characters. That's why I think it's so impressive. Like if I send a text to somebody, or Brian, or somebody sends something back to me, I can hear his tone. Yeah. You know that that's why it's so difficult. Like when it's people you know or you're familiar with, mm-hmm. you understand when it's a joke. You read it the way that they sound. Sometimes just the way that they sound makes it funnier. But that's not something that your readers can do. And to be able to to actually make that come out, I think that's the hardest thing in reading. In terms of in terms of the things yeah. that I've written, I think that's I've written read. That I think is the hardest thing to to really give away. Well, thank you. And in fiction, <laughs> see, I, I, yeah. that, that's next level for me. You know, my, my books are all nonfiction, and and so when someone says I could hear your voice, yeah, it was literally my voice. Uh, like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, that was me. Well, and arguably, it was in... this is not a horror movie. That book, people have said that's me. Like, that's I think so that's fun. the one that's closest to me. It is a eighteen year old gay man, but. I'm I have I'm kind of that inside. Oh yeah. So you know um, that one sounds most like me. And my friends have said the whole book it's just your voice yeah. talking to me. So well, I guess it depends on what you're writing too. It might mm-hmm. be hard to even mask that. You know your your per, I mean your personality comes out in a lot of things that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm not a writer, but I assume the thing I I would write would be similar to the way that I talk and act, uh, which is you know unacceptable no it's not it's not a lot of authors do that but i think you know. i mean the way i do it like my book everyone would be like i heard way too much of you in that and, uh, that's a hard pass but i think a lot of authors fall into that though because like i love christopher moore he's a great comic author yeah. um but no offense to christopher i i can't read more than one of his books at a time like i can't read one book of his and then another book of his because it's like it's very similar. The voice yeah. is very much the same. And I strive to not do that. So whenever people are like, can you send me some excerpts of your work? I try to pick from the most diverse. Because I've written yeah. a book about a school shooting. There's no comedy. And there's like maybe comic moments. But that's a very heavy book. And that's, you know, that's third person. Whereas the ones that sound like me are first person. It's yeah. like I'm talking no, to I you. I get that. And I think, I think even like the books that I've read that are... That I know that are with, and usually they're like more autobiographical comedy mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. like like Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. When I read mm-hmm. that, because I've watched all Thirty Rock and I love her movies, I've seen hundreds of her interviews. That was easier for me to read. Not that I didn't think it was gonna be a joke. So much of it is funny, but when she's talking about experiences, I'm hearing her. Mm-hmm. So it was easier for me. So I, I, I'm. That's the my next one. I'm gonna read the. Uh, this is not a horror because I want to. Yeah. I, I want to see that, especially after now being able to talk to you. That I want to see if I can. I'm sure I can't pick up on it, but I. I it's again just kind of a challenge for people that don't know you. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I think it is. Who are your heroes? Who are the literary heroes? Yeah, it's one of the most. Oh, ob- I have to say, one of the most obnoxious things about <laughs> the writing field too is that that especially when you're, you're sending out the queries or however you're approaching publishing, and you have to do those comp titles right like here are the here are the other authors that live in my space yeah i'm not oh david sedaris yeah he's twice my age uh and no (laughs) he's not my space who do who do you put in your space who do you who are you like ah that's that's goals even as you have to know that there are people reading your books for whom you are their goals so it's fun yeah um i don't know if she's a goal but ann rice was my first literary love and i read her 
way too early. I read Interview with a Vampire when I was in sixth grade because my parents didn't know what it was. God bless them. Because I like, I was like, what is this? I don't understand. What are they doing with the blood and the sex and what? Like, I was in sixth grade. Yeah. But I fell in love with Anne Rice. And I've read almost like all of her work over the years. And she just passed away. And it's, it's like two weeks ago. I know. It was. Ago, it, yeah. was. it was yeah. very recent. And yeah. she's having, their, and her son announced they are going to have like a public memorial in New Orleans. And so, well, I'm dropping whatever I'm doing. I don't care where I am. I'm going to that. Because she is the reason that I write. You know, she's the first one that showed me what writing could be. Yeah. But then I also grew up with, you know, James and the Giant Peach and mm. Roald Dahl and I'm trying to think of some other like early ones. I was reading classics at a very young age. So, you know, On the Road or Tales of the City by Armistead Maupin. Oh. I was reading a lot of those when I was maybe a little too young to really sure, get sure. what was going on. But they all inspired me to follow this path of writing. But I, to answer your question, I don't. Know, if I had to do that that damn comparison question, I don't know what I would say. I mean, I probably would mention Christopher more honestly because mm. I love his comedy, and we have that in common. But yeah, I don't. And then also, I don't want to answer that question because I'm me. Question. Like right. I want to be me and not somebody else. So I hate that question. Well, it also, it also immediately offers a comparison where yes, where yeah. sometimes it, it related to something else. It related even like the music. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a band, you know, they're always going to ask that question. What are your influences? What got you in the music? And a lot of times, like if you listen to like a, uh, like a, like a Dave Grohl, who's like, I'm really into Queen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can kind of see some similarities, but they're still very, very different bands. Yes, right. And then a lot of people who are maybe more common mu music people or more common readers would be like, go to your book and be like, I don't get it. This is nothing like David Sedaris. This mm -hmm. is nothing like no. Harper Lee or something like that. You know, they don't, Yeah. The, they're not going to. So I, I understand really the, 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 the kind of not wanting to answer that question, but at the same time wanting to. Like, I feel like <laughs> if I'm in your spot, I'm like, I can tell you books, not necessarily authors, because authors have mm. themes. Not yeah, themes. Authors yeah. have, I think, more styles. Like musicians, I think, more have styles. Mm -hmm. Like, same thing with music. Like, I have a couple of favorite bands, but I'm more I'm better at naming my favorite songs and my favorite bands because I have favorite songs Ooh, from a wide favorite songs from bands that a lot of their stuff I'm I like but I don't love but they have that one song that I'm like. What's your that, favorite song today? My favorite song today. Yeah. Um, mm. it's called "Ever Foreign Flag" by a band called Team Sleep. It came out in 2010. Okay. So you're I have just, to look you're it just up. making up songs now in bands. That's how you're answering. I'm sorry. My favorite song is Chardon by North Ridgeville. <laughs> See, I was going to say, we're making up Wilson Phillips all sorts of that. things. That was <laughs> really, yeah. By the way, my goal is to work in Wilson Phillips yeah. every time I'm here. No, but yeah. that is, that's, so that's, that is, that's a band. They only put out, I think, one, maybe two albums. Um, but that is my favorite song. Mm -hmm. that, that's my favorite. It's, it's, it's two minutes, 10 seconds. It's nothing. But every single time I hear it, it's nothing that I'll ever skip because I'm a shuffle person too. But when that comes on, that's in its entirety. Wait, everybody has time. to do it now. What's your song of the What's your song of the moment? Today it's probably "Golden" by Harry Styles. I do like that Harry Styles. <laughs> you know, I just and I'm, I'm not like I'm fighting Harry Styles. Like, Good to, luck. To, but Even I'll my tell you what, man. Like he did a cover of "Sledgehammer" by Peter Gabriel that was so good. I I have to tell you, I never liked. 
that song. I never, and I wasn't, and I know that it was a revolutionary video. Sledgehammer. That's why I didn't like the song because the the, the video is yeah. what I associate with it. I can literally see the video oh, yeah. in my I head right now. It was like stop motion yes. and Sledgehammer and, and Big Time by Peter like Gabriel. Floating were, around. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, Sledgehammer and Big Time by Peter Gabriel mm-hmm. dominated MTV in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go a day without seeing those videos twice. Yes. No. Sure. But then when I started listening to like Sledgehammer as itself, it's it's almost like, it's more like a, it's more Bohemian Rhapsody than yeah, a, a show tune, which I thought it was. <laughs> well, I mean, just because there's so much going on in the actual song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then when I heard Harry Styles do the cover of it, mm. I did I then I really started to realize, like, wow, that really was a really good song. But I was associated with that goofy ass video, yes, I <laughs> so know. it was kind of hard for me to. Oh, separate. I'm excited to listen to it. It's really good. I heard that he did it live on, I think, Howard Stern, I think, something like that. But it's really okay. good. Carissa, what's your song of the day? What? We've literally been talking about this for 10 minutes. You weren't ready? She didn't know. She didn't know we were going to be targeting her. Come on. Targeting is a strong word. It is a very strong word. Involving. Especially nowadays. I don't know. She did freeze when you talked to her. I don't know. What about you, KMS? I I love that. That's good. It's not going to. Um, I had a couple rounds today of uh, Love Will Come to You by the Indigo Girls. Wow. Those are my girls. I am such a lesbian. Like, I am, (laughs) like, there's no other than my lack of, of, Home Depot skills. I, in all other areas, I am such a lesbian. Aww. Uh, and so, yeah. I never got to go to Lilith Fair, and that was a <gasps> dream. I went to all of them. Did you? I Did never you? got to go. I, I went to, like, like Horde this, Festival I I and like didn't get to Lilith. Place. Okay, well, then, well, let's switch oh it up. Same, same genre. Let, let's kind of keep it. But what was your favorite live show or live song? Ooh. Oh, God. I mean, you always have to mention Sarah McLaughlin. Oh. But I love Fiona Apple the most and so I didn't, seeing I didn't her, do the new album which I heard was just incredible it's really experimental okay I well, prefer the, not work for me. I agree I prefer her like <laughs> piano jazzy okay. phase and with that voice you were turned so quickly yeah hey, I, it's I, amazing I it's experimental oh fuck that I just <laughs> I'm so traditional I agree with, I am too I want I to hear agree. her say I have never been so insulted in all of my life that's my favorite Fiona Apple lyric of all of the lyrics. <laughs> yes, that's that is my favorite great. one. Yeah, and I cover that song. Do you? I do oh when I gosh. sing. So, so I think Fiona was that was a moment for me at Lilith Fair because I oh. just always she was you know we weren't that far away in age and she was just so powerful and so sad and I was goth so I had to be sad yeah. you know at the time and so I just a fit. But hearing Sarah McLaughlin sing Possession. Oh, I would lose it. Yeah, you kind of are like crying but screaming, and it's like this whole mess, and you're like, (laughs) so that was pretty cool. What's your live one? Do you know that one of the, I have to say, and she's so underrated, uh, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was Lisa Loeb. Really? I saw Lisa Loeb at Irving Plaza in 1995. Oh, uh, man. On Irving, and I think that was 15th Street uh, in New York City. And it was incredible, and everyone only knew the one song. Uh, you know, which one? They- <laughs> don't don't start. It'll be in our heads all it's night. It's in a Pontiac yeah. commercial right now. Oh, I mean, man. it's it's it all really? it's in she, everything. She was she was incredible. But then, because I'm from New Jersey, uh, I am obligated to say, and and I stand by it. Like seeing Springsteen at the Garden mm. was. Hey. I mean, it was about an eight hour concert. I, yeah. I, I the concert started in in. 
I think 2008, and I just got home a few hours ago. Uh, <laughs> but it was like Thunder Road. It's required in yeah. my home state, sure. uh, but it was. But Lilith would have been it. I, I, I when I when I hosted my show, um, I had the Indigo Girls on, and I um, asked them uh, if they had heard about my rendition of Love Will Come to You in the Senior Talent Show, and they hadn't. Aww. That was really disappointing. So sorry. It's the entirety of the story. <laughs> I just really, um, and my co-host was like, that was a weird question. Like, I thought maybe they had caught wind of it. They hadn't. They hadn't heard about it at all. There are no weird questions. Just poor editing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Just came up with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah, well, I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have more, can I do more writing questions? Yeah, 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 I have so yeah, many writing questions. Can we talk craft? Sure. Do you have a time of day? Morning. You are, are you a morning person? Oh, I'm a huge morning person. Oh, uh, see, I, love I honestly, if I was uh, 10 to like 1 for some reason, that's just when all of a sudden everything's going up here. Oh. Six so you're, you're a night person then? No, 10 in the morning. Oh, 10 in the morning. 10 in the oh, morning to you're 1. Just random middle of day guy. Right in the middle of the day. That's yeah. actually. When people are Honestly, if we, if we actually... <laughs> I should be working. I know what I was going to say. That's but an awkward the, that's, time. Because it, I think it's when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up, I've moved around, had coffee. All of a sudden, that's when all the synapses are going. And mm. But then you catch me around, like, you know, two, that's when the synapses are like, I've done enough. Yeah, that's and, enough. And that, that's it. I don't know why, but that's just my... If this podcast occurred between 10 and 1 on, like, a Thursday... Honestly, it might be one of the better ones in the world. <laughs> I, I'm available that time too. You're so, always yeah, available. Perfect. <laughs> I know. But that's I don't know, that's my weird time. That's actually when I'm in like weird like later times. But like huh. normal like two to five where you think I'm kind of like in the meat of the day. Oh no. Oh, no, no two to five is everyone's downward spiral. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. No. terrible. No. Okay, and so I'm, mornings, yeah. do you have a spot? Yeah. I do. Tell us about the spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we it's go? A, it's a desk. Actually, okay. interestingly enough, but it's a desk covered in plants, so I have plants everywhere, and they all have names, and I talk to them, and I ask them advice about, you know, plot and stuff. Do they, they don't. They don't answer. Okay, oh, that was ooh. my question. And I, have, <laughs> I was a little nervous. I was like, trying, do yeah. they respond? That well, you hear? I also have more a, of a little shop of horrors type thing, but <laughs> that's which would be so yeah. cool. That's your musical. Do you know how much money I made in New York City singing "Suddenly Seymour" as a singing waiter in New York City? Oh, <gasps> how is this? You've been over here twelve times in three I, weeks. In how the, is it just now coming up? Oh yeah. Suddenly Seymour, five nights a week at uh, the Duplex. Cool. In, well, in I know Vienna. what we're doing after this yeah, podcast. Oh, my God. So. After? Yeah, that's how we're closing. Tina. Yes! Actually, yes! I'm just, that's going to be the, the, the closing. And I'm going to take oh. out our normal closing music, and you're just going to sing into the mic, and that'll be the closing. Uh, suddenly yes. Seymour. No, Carissa and I have been working on that duet for minutes now. <laughs> uh, and it's going to... So you don't know your go-to song, but you've been working on a duet <laughs> behind Seymour. my back with Ken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's suddenly Seymour. Oddly, I'm Audrey in that one, so... Well, yeah. I love... Yeah. Uh, and that's not man same thing that's in my head now for the remainder oh, of the day yeah, that's that's suddenly seymour that's a good possibility yeah. okay so you so you you put energy out to the plants i feel like I even al- though they don't respond they do give you energy back I, I think the thing that gives me more energy this is my this is my mm. geek level i also have a paul atreides timothy chalamet doll that like looks at me in oh, the morning that's also on your oh yeah. yeah i'm a t- i have a timothy chalamet problem and i have a we candle that looks like, um, you know, one of those saint candles, but it has Timothy's face where the saint's face would be. So, you know, I light that in the morning for my religious experience, and then I start writing. So, I've called him by his name many times. Ooh, yeah. I'd love to call him by his name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, 
I like there's, Call Me By Your Name. Jokes. I actually don't, by the way. You didn't like I, that? I, well, what? I, I, you know what it is. I, I enjoyed the book. It's it's a little difficult at this point. And I actually read something well, yeah, because uh, about Arnie Ar- Hammer. Ar- yeah. I actually read a review. There's a new um, Agatha Christie movie, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Death on the Nile. Is that what oh, it is? Oh, yeah, 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 that is. And, it's and out. so I read, I was reading a review today about just the challenges of having, Ar- that's his name, right? Arnie Hammer? Army Hammer. Army mm-hmm. Hammer. It gets about worse. The- it's oh, more ridiculous. Oh, that's right, because he, yeah. he is in that movie. I think yeah. he was filmed yeah, a couple he's years ago. So I, was, I was reading about the challenges of having him in a movie. And so, Prior to um, his zombie. Yeah, I, I, I read the, I liked the book a lot more than I liked the movie. And see, this is, and then all of a sudden, Sarah's just gone from the podcast. You never see her again. <laughs> Did you you loved the movie. I'm obsessed with the movie, but I think really? it's partially because of Timothy. Oh yeah, I thought I, mean, I thought I thought the movie yeah. was very very good. I I really, and I think that's the first thing I ever saw him in, and Me now too. I've seen him in like yeah. five things. Me too. But I, I thought he was. was I, first I really oh, yeah. liked that. Yeah, I thought it was, was really it a good. Nectarine. Was that what it was? It was a peach. A peach. It was a, a peach. peach. Okay. See, you can <laughs> ask me any question about that boy, and I've got it. So, <laughs> not to get creepy, but I am so creepy. I because I'm also that. a cougar. Then wait, is it so? Is that your celebrity crush? Oh yeah. Well, him and Benedict Cumberbatch, it's real close. Real close. <sighs> Especially Power of the Dog. Have you guys seen it yet? Not yet. No, <gasps> I was just talking about this today, this isn't morning. It so much, isn't it? Like so much. No, it's perf- it's perfect. It's perfect. And even though Benedict is like creepy and dirty, I still want to like climb and, like, in like a tree. Crazy misogynistic? No. No. He's just evil. He's oh my bad. Okay. Yeah, let's clarify. Also, in his defense, it is a acting role. I don't think that's him. Uh, no, it's a, doc- it's a documentary. Thank you. <laughs> it's a documentary. Thank you. It's how he really um, is. The story him. of Ben. I love him. The I skinny British the... man actually is a cowboy. Yeah. I have watched the clip of him trying to say penguin. Um, <laughs> have people watched this? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I'm obsessed. <laughs> I have a Graham Norton obsession. And so <gasps> I, I love Graham Norton. He does I, have a great job. I yeah. will fall it's... into a YouTube Graham Norton hole yes. like there's I no will tomorrow. I will but too. There's a clip of, of him trying to say penguin, and it's just it's, it's wonderful. Like pen- penguin. Penguin. Yeah. Penguin. Yeah. Okay, so that's your celebrity crush. Do you celebrity crush? Selma Hayek. Ooh. Wait, you didn't even hesitate. I've known it. I knew the answer. Yeah. Okay. Plus, as soon as you said celebrity crush, I was like, I hope they come back to me because I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, Selma Hayek's one. always been mine. Selma Hayek? Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Nice. That's a good one. Oh, and she was married to Ryan Reynolds, right? Or they were together? So, no, that's a sandwich that I could definitely oh, climb dude, I, into. Oh, dude, honestly, I've gone on record saying that, like, if if Scarlett Johansson and Blake Lively wanted to couple swap with me and Carissa, I honestly don't care who I get. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me and Ryan, I'd be like, I've never done this, but this is going to be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I do love Colin Jost. Like, Colin Jost, I could... See, I, I just I don't watch SNL, so I don't really know anything He's about funny. him. Yeah. He's funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm an Alan Cumming fan. That's Aww. me. Dude, that dude's super underrated, too. I love him. It's a good... Bi- he wrote a good biography, too. Yeah, he was I, in... Uh, did you ever see... Uh... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Yes. Okay. The, the Party the with Jennifer Jason Leigh. Is that what you're going to say? No, I was going to say, and I already forgot it, but it's with Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Robert Carlyle, too. Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Damn, it's in like eight. Oh, this is going to really, really bug that's me. Going I know I'm a huge there. Alan Cumming fan. But Alan Cumming was in this movie. He was in. Ah, damn it. That's going to bother me. I'm not going to I'm not gonna think of it. What, didn't he play the um, MC in oh, Cabaret? Yeah. Oh yeah. God! I saw, that was incredible. He was the MC in Cabaret. Yeah, he, he was on The Good Wife, which actually is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I never saw that. Never seen oh, it either. Oh, it's it's really, I love smart television. 
I love stuff that's like so that the West Wing. Like I feel like there's a that's kind of the narrative. There's, I think everything now is ha- it's just it's so hard for me. To, there's just too many shows. So when even, even yeah. like I've heard of both of those, but honestly, I'm never gonna see them. Oh, if like, the show is too past, many. like if it's like five seasons in. And I haven't watched any of it. Yeah, that's too that's much. A lot. That's like no. See, I can't. that's kind of ones that I target now because I'm like, all right, because like we just watch. I think we watched two shows back to back that were both one season, eight episodes. Uh, I'm like, wow, I really wish there was more of that. I yeah. gotcha. I wait. I I just got yelled at today. I've not seen Ted Lasso yet. It's fucking great. It's so good. I'm gonna yell at okay. you later. Have you done it? Yeah, it's fine. You, I have to tell you. <laughs> You look so disappointed. Oh, she's so much better. She was so disappointed. She was like, "Oh God, he likes it." I have never I felt such a part quiet, of the patriarchy as I did in that moment. Oh yeah. my God! I was like just sitting here, like, "Don't ask me. Don't ask me. That. Don't ask me." I literally that was amazing. I regret asking. Yeah, it's like you were like, "Wow, yeah." That was you were like, like if you'd been like, "You watch ESPN?" I'm like, "It's fucking great," and you're like, "Terrible." Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to be quiet, but he had to ask. I know, so. okay. and I felt it. I actually felt don't turn and ask that because it's not going to I was go giving well. off the vibe. Yeah. It went super well on this side. I, didn't, I know. I, didn't I was trust, like, oh my God, I didn't you should watch it. I didn't trust my gut on that one. Oh. I didn't trust my gut. Well, another strike for Joe. Uh. <laughs> Pretty sure you're out at this point. Um, oh. No. No, yeah. you can stay. We want you to stay. We can stay. It's my house. Of course I'm going to stay. <laughs> I thought he was Thanks for the, the green light, though, guys. <laughs> No, 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 no. Ride this out. I'm sure you'll redeem yourself. Oh, oh, oh okay. I don't think I will. The um, <laughs> So, okay. I, so we've done all of our celebrity crushes, our music. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so, I mean, so I, you, you talked about like the first thing you kind of wrote, but then when did this start turning into this is going to be like mm. my thing? Because there are also, I think there's also a fear of things like that are more like creative jobs. I mm. and I mean that, and like I would have that absolutely. Like I yes. like if someone were to say, "Hey, make an offer, podcast full time," like that would be a super problem for me. I'd be like, "All right, maybe I can just do both," because I'd be too afraid. Get a real right. job. That's that's yeah. that's what I'd be. I and not and that would be in my head. That would be me saying that to myself. Mm. Like that's a gamble. I don't know if you can do that. It's a so. Th- did you have that, or were you just like, no, this is 100% the way I have to go? Well, I started, like, the adult way with journalism. Okay. So I did start in journalism, and then uh, this is going to have – now you're going to have so many more questions. Great. But um, journalism <laughs> turned into a sex columnist, and so well, – well, well, yeah, you're right. You're exactly. Right. You're right. I figured that would okay. be, like, a pause. But um, <laughs> so then I became a sex columnist for a woman's a website. Okay. And that turned into travel writing also. And so I got to travel for, for free with my husband. He got to go on the trips too. So one of the trips Ooh, I we heard got... is a hottie. He is super yes. hot, yes. But one of the trips we got to go on together for free, because I was a sex columnist, was to a place called Desire in Cancun. And this is a nude swingers resort, basically. And so they got in touch with... My, the magazine where I was working, and they were like, hey, do you think Sarah would want to go with her husband down there? And my editor was like, yeah, no, I yeah, think she's going to be fine with that. Okay, that, hard yeah. stop right yeah. there. I okay, know. Uh, so we go have, ahead. I have <laughs> my Rolodex 12 questions. is going so I have, fast. I have 12 questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 12. I just should have just skipped over <laughs> so, that okay. one. <laughs> so, so, what was, so you said journalism first. What was the first thing you were doing? 
Just like news. Okay, and then okay, but and then bo- someone was like, "Why would she cover that fire? Isn't she better at talking no, no, about no, no. sex?" <laughs> it was that. It was news, and then it was like book reviews, interviewing okay. authors. Like okay. I got to interview like Gregory Maguire was great to interview, mm. and okay, but Carrie Elwes was like the ultimate girl. Like I was screaming because of Princess Bride, and like Wesley, and oh, you that was wish. the first movie. And, yeah. That was the first movie of my, of my life that. Where I started quoting it in, yes. in oh real gosh. life. Correct. Well, fun fact. So he's actually uh, a graduate of Sarah Lawrence College, where I worked for four years. And the only tradition of Sarah Lawrence orientation for decades is a screening of the Princess. Oh, oh really? God. Yeah. I love That's that. such a great idea. Well, it's a great idea. It's also great during orientation for all the awkward students who don't want to speak to anybody else but want to be around other people. And it gets them out of the room and it gets yeah. them to a space. And oh, they he actually sc- never mm. actually graduated, but he went there for a few years. There oh. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. They screened Platoon where I went to school. <laughs> Apocalypse um, Now documentary. No. Yeah, Maybe. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that yeah. one too. It was more. It was actually the. Uh... <laughs> I don't even I know. I figured. What... I'm like, it was what only inspired. It wasn't even the movie. It was the behind the scenes of Apocalypse Now. That's 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 the orientation. Stop it. Yeah, it was the actors overdub of the of Apocalypse Now. And that inspired your action as a student. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was mm-hmm. such a bad student. Spotting. Yeah. Totally. Bad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so then, so how did it get? Then how did you get into the sex columnist? Because I just was. I got emails because I was like, I would review erotica. Okay. And so, oh, okay. And okay. then it was like, hey, would you review this vibrator? And I was like, you're going to send me a free vibrator? <laughs> yeah, I'll totally review that. Also, props that that was your first response. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then my neighbors caught on. And so when I was out of town, I'd be like, hey, can you like get the boxes off my front porch and like <laughs> take them and like just, you know, put them in your house? And my neighbor would be like, can I open them? It's like, no, no, you cannot you open cannot. them. But they all would just stare at the boxes on the front porch and be like, oh, what's in that one? And then that <laughs> escalated into us, me and my husband getting invite, invited to this resort in That's Cancun, cool. all inclusive and flights covered. And it was, um, it was uh, an experience, I will say. I feel like it was maybe more than that. I feel like there were other well, words we could use. Yeah. I will say this is the first time I I've ever... I feel like ever... that was the absolute word you should have used. <laughs> yeah, an experience. It's just you're not used to like meeting someone. At least I'm not used to meeting someone when yeah. their dick is out. And you're like, hi, I'm Sarah. And they're like, hey, I'm George. And I'm like, cool, George. And like, that's new. I don't know if never, you guys have... You you're know, never going to make it in a gay bar. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> See, so maybe... You know, like, KMS yeah. knows more than I do, but um, no, it was it was great because it, it once you're once the clothes are off and you're just walking around naked, you never want to put put clothes on again because you're just it's like you're comfortable and you're just la 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 la, and then everyone's having sex everywhere and you're just like oh I want to watch that and I'm gonna look at that one and it's like you're changing channels but you're just turning around. Um, it's also like shuffle. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> Like nude beat shuffle. It's yeah. better than my music shuffle, though. I will say. Well, no shit. Yeah, a little bit better. <laughs> can I? Can I ask? And you? Uh, and this is projection right now. Mm. Um, you were totally cool just being naked. Like I oh, can yeah. name any number of people, including one sitting in this chair, that would be like, "Oh, I don't know that I could pull that off." Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah, that's that was a horrible great. Phrase to use in this context too, but yeah. Uh, and again, I thought it was the right phrase to use. <laughs> you two are doing fine. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you so much. Um, oh yeah, being naked is great, but then when you come home, you have to wear clothes again, and it's just it just sucks. Yeah. It's no fun. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone knows how they would react to that until they did it. 
Well, and it's also, it's not exactly peer pressure, but when you're the only person in a bathing suit, you're the weirdo. Well, yeah, because if I'm in your, I'm walking around in cargo shorts and a football jersey. <laughs> and they're just like, you're going you gonna to nude up? And I'm just like, I am. Go Browns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, but I mean, that might be a thing where like when I finally do mm-hmm. it, because it's one of those, I just think that's a question that you can't ask, you can't answer until you do it. Yeah. Some people would be like, 100%, man, I would drop everything on a second. But then you get there and you're like, I can't do this. And then other people yeah. would think that maybe they can't do it, then get there and be like, this seems like the only thing I should do. I'm in the category of don't think they can do it and also can't do it. That's my category. Gotcha. And I'm so just envious of um, people who can. I, I, I just think it's I just think it's amazing. Yeah, I am too. It's very freeing. It's so much fun. Yeah. But you know, we also my husband is his name is Jacob, and we did sit down before the trip. Oh yeah, you got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because we, you know, we get the emails and we're like, there, you know, here's your flight detail. You're gonna stay. We were VIPs. We got to stay in these really great suites. Yeah. But yeah, before we went, it was like sit down. Like, okay, are we getting naked? And that was like a maybe because we didn't. You're right. You like you, we didn't know in that environment. And so yeah, we got yeah, there, yeah. and it's like, um, are we having sex in public? Maybe. But then once you're there and everyone's, yeah, you know, around, you're like, all right, fine. So you just kind of were going with the flow with the experience, which I think is part of the actual experience is yeah. learning about yourself, learning about your relationship, exploring your sexuality but you don't know until you're actually put in that position. Yeah. Kind of like jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> it's like you don't know if you're going to jump out of that airplane for skydiving until you get there and they, like, shove you out. Yeah. Basically is how it felt. Like, yeah, okay, I don't you're know. there I, and now you're flying. I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, you I should think... try it, you know. You guys, you know. Well, we did. We were at Lakewood Park, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to pause. We were at Edgewater. Carissa said I'm down. Like, it was said. <laughs> oh, see. Okay. And then she that, does need a microphone. Why doesn't that, she have that, a microphone? That, that, that kind of that leads me into kind of what I was kind of thinking was that, yeah, Carissa would be down. And there's a reason for that. When Carissa takes her clothes off, everyone's like, fuck yeah. Not everyone. I mean, we don't do that. But I mean, I, it wouldn't be a problem. A she would Monday. walk around, and, and George would walk up to her, and she's like, "Hey, man, good to meet you." Yeah. But then I would—I just don't think I just my lack of confidence and 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 just being self-conscious would be very. I just think I just think people would be like, "Dude, you need to like relax or get super drunk." I think I would. Yeah. Be- I, I think we would come off very very differently. Yes, I, w- yeah. I would benefit. I'm I'm very open about the fact that I. It's it's actually in my first book that I mean I was very much weaned on the body dysmorphia of the mm. gay male community, like it's truly I that's that was part of coming out into gay male culture uh, in New York City and and body dysmorphia was such a huge part of it like it's really relative I mean obviously I as someone who teaches about gender and and diversity um, I can't even wrap my mind around uh, how women navigate who's on magazine covers. I will say um, the the men on the cover until relatively recently of Out Magazine and The Advocate, I mean, mostly Out Magazine, you, it was near impossible to not have body dysmorphia in the gay male community. And so mm-hmm. I think I would benefit from it mm-hmm. enormously. Yeah. Um, I still don't, I don't know that it, I could do when, it. Yeah. When you say body dysmorphia, like I know body dysmorphia, but when you say gay body dysmorphia, like how does that? I, I, I think just the body dysmorphia that is, that, that is so inherent in the gay male community. Uh, that is so endemic to the gay male community of just um, this is what beauty is. Oh, I see what you say. Okay, like a, uh, just, like a, just a beauty standard it, for it's sure. It's a beauty standard that is again 
comparing it to to it's it's a ridiculous comparison to to what women encounter in the media I, I, again i can't even wrap my mind around that but but i will say that 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 what is beauty and what is attractive yeah. in the gay male community i would say only in the past five to seven years uh has started being more inclusive and diversifying people, yeah. Yeah. diversifying yeah. and and where you can't can't count the abs you know <laughs> i think yeah. the i've Three. Uh, the uh, if I don't have any. <laughs> the uh, God, Emotionally, but, man, I have all six. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but like I have all six. <laughs> but like I, I think the I think that that's especially I think I think for guys because I, I think women are getting more of a right now they're getting more of a push for that I think more are accepting about that like I, I think men everybody I, it, this is my opinion you know you're seeing more I think acceptance in like different women's bodies. And I think there's still there's a super insecurity for for in my opinion and in my experience in male bodies too, like uh, maybe not one that's not talked as much about because I know there was so much pressure on women for well still is oh yeah I mean going back you know a hundred years to today mm. still pressure to kind of look you know a certain way I don't think it gets talked about but I think some males have the same I do all the time. That's a, that's a, that, I think, I think that goes back to the, the nude beach thing. I think I'd be like, oh God, why did I eat that fucking burger? And no like, one, that would be no a thought one, of mine, like, you know? Literally no one is thinking that when you go to these places. Oh, I don't think so. Like, I don't really think so either. Up, your confidence is really in yourself. You yeah. feel better about yourself. Yeah. And, um. It's amazing. And I, it is. But I, I still, you know, I know what you're talking about with the body dysmorphia and the gay community. I also know that, um, that it's, there's no safe place for a woman because I've been called too skinny. Mm. And so I've gotten judged for the other direction. Yeah. And so then what the hell? It's okay. A, it's a like damned then, if you do, damned do you, if you don't. What, yeah, what does society want then? Like, I don't it, it, There's no definition anymore. I mean, Ever, someone's want, like, yeah. someone's going to judge you no matter what you do. You just have to like, forget about it. And, well, it's and, always like, like they want perfection. Like you can't win either way. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what I mean. What I mean is straight men really have it bad, and I think we need to acknowledge that. I've yeah. always thought that. I've yeah. always thought I that. I know. It's oh, God, I'm kidding. We're fine. Yeah. No, we're not because straight you, white men. Because yeah. you're the ones that won't talk about it. No, no, no. I That I part I agree shut with. shut up about it. That yeah, part, exactly. No, that, that part I do very much agree with. Yes. And I, think, I do feel like it, it, it's a thing that is still kind of taboo for a lot of straight guys to talk about. Their like body the, That they're image, insecure yeah. about that. You know, they're... And yeah. do, we all are. And I mean, when I say all, I mean everyone I have ever met. I could take everyone that I knew in college. We could all fly there. I promise you we're all wearing board shorts on that beach, man. <laughs> and we're all just like not eating. And we're doing push-ups at the fucking lobby before we go shorts. out there. I don't know what board shorts are. Just, oh, swim shorts. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't uh, mean he's bored. They're just <laughs> yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a blinker for shorts. Yeah. It's like, that tracks. <laughs> That tracks. But yeah, here, I here did, in this state I, where yeah. we pronounce ch as sh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a. It's it's. I I promise all of them that is that is an insecurity that runs super super mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. Um, and still does to this day. Twenty year old, four year old doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Wait a second. So because I I want to land. A, I think one of the planes that was in the air. Uh, <laughs> at this resort, you you were writing. I wrote after. I took, I took notes. I got to, like I interviewed a lot of couples there. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed the owner, who is a female, which is awesome. And that's kind of the rule there is that 
only women can approach men. Men can't approach women. That's there. a good rule. Ooh, and that's so that awesome. was so cool. Yeah. So you weren't harassed at all. No one's like grabbing your boobs walking by or anything. So I was taking a lot of notes and like writing down our experiences because we had some. I'm not. I'm not getting into all the experiences right now, but there were a lot that deserved to be written down. Sure, and so sure. they, some things made it into the article and some things didn't make it into the article. And they're just up here in my head in a little happy place where I keep them. <laughs> you can tell happier it. knowing that they're up there. Yeah. 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 They're you always don't have there. To, some, some experiences are just better just to have. They're just yours. Yes. You know, you don't necessarily have to document them. Yes, you that's know? true. We, we can yeah. still put them on Facebook though, right? That's how they're documented. That's, yeah, okay. That's it's what like, it did you work like out? Or did you put it on Facebook? Then you didn't work out. That's, just, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. So, well, I guess then Jacob, this is. Mm-hmm. So uh, he seems kind of like more of the rarity in terms of men, then, at least in my experience. He seemed pretty comfortable then. Oh, he was very comfortable there. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he was ah. He was just fine walking around. Yeah. Okay, good for him. Or sorry to hear that. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's great. It's, no, that's awesome. He's I like one that. of those, like. Not to brag, but he's a rock he climber. Was? He's a rock climber, so he has one of those bodies that like st- are statues in museums with like the muscles. Luckily, not the tiny penis with the leaf on it. He doesn't have that, but okay. he does have a very that nice. Means there's no leaf, or that means that <laughs> I didn't know. I just want to be specific. <laughs> into what... yeah. It'd have to be a really big leaf. Awesome. So that's great for him. So what so... he means is that um... right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah walk you me got through it. it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, so, after the, after I, the I mean, so that probably <laughs> helped him be very confident. He was probably, he was basically like strutting at that point, yeah. you know, but um, he had a blast and there was no shame, no guilt, no jealousy. I'm good. I mean, and that's, that's, awesome. that's like part of the rule of going there. You have to, you can't be jealous if you go. There. Oh, I don't think, I don't, th- <laughs> honestly, if you, if either mm-hmm. one of you had apprehension, I, I, I don't, you probably wouldn't even be able to get on the plane. Uh-uh. If you, you, you're right. And you were right to do that, to have, you got to have that talk. You're going to a place. It's, it's uncharted waters. Not saying it's going to be, you know, like a violent place or like an unsafe place, but you know, it, it's different. You, you got to discuss that. Yes. Ground yeah. rules. <laughs> I love that. I'm on the logistics of, okay, but. Does that mean they played tennis naked there? Like, that's literally where my mind <laughs> oh, that's is legit. Right that's yeah. legit. I mean, that's... I guess if they want to, but I don't think anyone should play tennis naked. It's like yeah. the Seinfeld bad naked episode. <laughs> like, there is bad naked, for sure. I've never seen Seinfeld. <gasps> what? what? I know. Oh, my God. I know. Shocked. I would say that Horrified. even the dog opened his eyes for that one. Yeah, that was a lot. Rudy's like, I've seen five Rudy's episodes like, this yeah, week. No, I've never seen. I've, yeah, oh, it's Lord. one of those you're supposed to watch. You're Jewish. I've never seen the. I've never seen. You're just doing it now as like. It's a you're protest. just being stubborn. It's, yeah, a, it's a protest. Yes, that's all it's it is. one that doesn't change society, and no one knows about it. But it's a pretty strong. You feel protest. good about yeah. it though. Okay. Um, how did you? So, first book. Mm-hmm. When? What was the moment of like? Okay. I could do it. I can yeah. I can put together a book. Well, I wrote several manuscripts before one got picked up. And so mm. I was honing my craft. And I was in my early 20s at the time. So, so it was like a year ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, so I was figuring things out as a writer. And so I didn't actually get signed by a publisher until 2015. And that was like... Yeah. We had the same getting signed by a publisher year. Yay! I love that. Wait, but can we demystify that a bit? Because I think that there are any number of writers who are always wondering, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you get this question a ton of, well, but how do I get a publisher? Do I need an agent? And what okay, did, how yeah. did you do it? Um, I didn't have an agent. I didn't even, I wasn't even looking for a publisher at the time. One of my friends suggested, she'd read the manuscript and she saw this 
publisher was looking for manuscripts and it just sounded like my book what they were looking for um so i got very lucky in that way and they wanted it immediately they signed me for two there wasn't a second book of course but i was like okay i got this shit it's fine but um so I got signed by them in 2015. It's called World Weaver Press, and they did a lot of paranormal romance. And they were small press, and I loved that because I like Same. was on the phone with my editor and the publisher, right. and they're actually people, not just emails. And the first book came out in 2016. So that was my first book, baby. What when you're uh, so when you you said you weren't really looking for like a like a manager or anything like that, but when you get when you finally signed a deal for a publisher, is that added pressure to write or can you kind of just flow into it or did you already have so many ideas you weren't worried well i had the first manuscript done right okay so we were good and that was coming out and i had like nine months or something or ten months before it was going to come out okay so there was plenty of time for me to bullshit a second book basically okay but i did and i really like the second book it's not just bullshit it's also very good it's bite somebody and then bite somebody else that's this two book series that That's I wrote. Dating advice right there. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Only bite the people you love. Exactly. Okay? So that was my first publishing experience. And then I've worked with several other publishers since. Um, currently, Bite Somebody has been adapted into a screenplay that I adapted, which was a whole nother thing, a writing a screenplay. Thing, yeah. Like, novels are freaking easy compared to a screenplay. Yeah. And so now I'm now we're looking for an agent, me and my little team. Now we're looking for an agent for me to represent the screenplay. So now it's time to agent shop. Yeah. Yeah. Queries, queries. Yeah. We love our queries. Oh my god. I like You're that though. Especially nowadays because everything is just like a prequel, sequel, remake. So yeah. original finding, content is Oh, I'm sorry, unless you're premium, writing yeah. Fast and Furious Eleven, I apologize. Isn't it like fourteen by now? I don't even know. They're all pretty much the same. They're all the same. No, it's by <laughs> somebody. Seen one of those either. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay. You are fine. The Seinfeld thing's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, not, mean, I, okay. I, agree. I think they're like the same thing, but okay. <gasps> yeah. What? Uh, Again, gas. There was a car in Seinfeld. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. You're right. They're, they're interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking, d- describe your ideal agent. Who do you want? I, well, I need someone with a sense of humor because, like, the whole idea of Bite Somebody is turning the vampire stereotype on its head. You know, she becomes a vampire because she wants to be cool. But once she's a vampire, she's just the same, just paler, and she drinks blood. So nothing changes. She's not charismatic at all. She's just really embarrassing and klutzy. None of her vampire dreams came true. Immortal? She is immortal. Okay. But she's, the quote at the beginning oh, immortal. is. immortal. I'm like, she's amoral? Okay, that's cool, too. A little, yeah. No, the sidekick <laughs> is definitely amoral, Imogene. But the quote at the beginning is, immortality is just living longer with more embarrassment. So that's basically the that's the lead character. I kind of want to get that tattooed. <laughs> like if I was a vampire, that'd be my tattoo. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But so I need I'll need an agent that is, I mean, as weird as me, like as quirky, likes comedy, likes all the horror movie tropes, and playing with all that stuff. So I'm gonna need someone. I don't know that that would be my friend, not just my business partner. Yeah. This is where we're speaking it into existence. Yes, I love we it. are. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I can see that too. Like it's it, it's because again, it's not a it's not. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. It's not a normal job, but like you know, for like me, I don't have to like 
it's not really a thing where it's a necessity where I have to be friends with my boss. Yeah. Because we kind of both have a common goal anyway, so it doesn't... But for this, this is different because it's... You know, when you start looking at maybe you maybe even heard stories about how like a a, a book or a manuscript got kind of t- especially when you're starting in, talking about putting into a screenplay like how much of this is going to get changed? Are they mm-hmm. going to fight for you? Are they going to try to keep the the you know the 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 kind of guts of the book and make sure that it doesn't turn into something that can't even be recognized that's yours? Because you yes. talked a lot. Uh, we've talked a lot a couple times about being able to recognize you and your personality. Mm-hmm. You just talked about one of those characters. Mm-hmm. The character is you. Yeah. The character is quirky, a little bit klutzy, yeah. you know. But you know, <laughs> if you know, like someone gets a hold of that, it's like, yeah, but maybe this will sell better if this person's more like. Uh, I'm forgetting her name, but she did that ter- Megan Fox, like in the Jennifer Body, like type of oh, thing. Lord. If they try turning it into that because they're like, but that'll sell more to a wider audience. Yeah, so you I get need that. you need a you need someone in your corner that's going to mm-hmm. be kind of fighting those battles for you. So that yeah. makes sense. Who yeah. also has output? Because that's where yeah. I screwed up. Yes, I went with someone solely because we clicked personality wise, mm. and um, I did not do my due diligence of her output. I see. It did not work out for me. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's such a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I used to, we, it ended up being a comedy show for me because she would, I would regularly say, hey, any updates? Um, and she trotted out every cliche that there was. She would say, they couldn't put it down. And I'm like, did anyone pick it up? Like, it was just, <laughs> and she had so many phrases like that that I just started writing them down. And oh, I just thought sure. it was hilarious. Yeah, uh, I, yeah it's, it's unstoppable right now. I don't know what that means. Like, what did it's you un- mean by like, that? What exactly so, is it a tornado? I wish it, yeah. I know. I know. Is it destructive? What did it do? <laughs> Are buildings do? being knocked over? Yeah. And so that was my, I feel like that was my only error is that I, I did a really, I was so obsessed with the click. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, I did do, I did a crap job at my due diligence of saying, okay, but what's their output? Well, it's really hard because dealing with artists, we're crazy. So, yeah. like, who really wants to work yeah. with us? So you have to find someone that can balance your crazy. I believe that in love also. My husband's an engineer for a reason. If he was an artist too, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no we, uh, that wouldn't have worked. We need to balance each other. And even in business situations, it's the same thing, especially if you're dealing with an artist. Like, you have to balance the crazy with someone responsible. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I was talking about, like, I, so yeah. we have a, on Sunday, we have a, a couple that's coming on. One that's modeling, one musician, and it, it's that kind of back and forth that you're that I've always kind of thought about. I wasn't really sure about like the creative types find each other, but is the creative type is that good for longevity or is it like kind of like a flash in the pan because maybe they're too similar or both too crazy? Maybe you need something like that. I it's all it'll depend obviously on the the, the people and the couples because. Two creative types can work out. You know, one creative, one not can work out. I mean, it's oh, just. Oh, yeah. But I it's, once it's, had, th- I, that's one I've always talked about a lot with a couple different people. But does that. I understand how they're drawn to each other oh, in the beginning, sure. but is that is that just too much? Because they're not normal, like, kind of bounces. Maybe just the hours are different or the, they, they, they act differently or behave because they think differently yeah. than people that just have, like, a nine to five. I dated huh. a photographer once. Okay. And I was. We met because I was modeling, and he was a photographer. And we started seeing each other, and it was great. And he broke up with me because he said, let me get this quote right, my love for you is getting in the way of my art. That was the breakup I got. 
So add that to your little bank of uh, artist dating, I, I guess. My love. <laughs> like I, I'm gonna tag him yeah. in this post. Oh my god, really? <laughs> it's really hard. Do though. not wait. So yeah. you, you you can't see yourself with another artist. I mean, I like the part I you have, stay with. You know, I have yeah. tried. I've dated yeah. musicians. Or um, better, could you, you be know. with another writer? Oh God, I don't think that's a good idea. That's I. <laughs> Because you're going to bounce ideas off each other. You're going to hand someone a manuscript and be like, what do you think? You're like, that's terrible. Jake doesn't read anything until it's published. Okay. Because I tried I'm so happy there were words after anything. Because I thought it was just going to be, Jake doesn't read anything. He reads nothing. (laughs) Hard stop. He hates my job. No, no, no. Ever since I saw that leaf, I just don't care if he reads. (laughs) Oh, so what you meant was, so the big leaf, yeah. (laughs) Big leaf, oh my God. He's never Big leaf, Jake. I'm totally I'm opening up a new tea shop called the big leaf yes, oh my god yeah. i can't wait for him to listen to this yeah that's um a, that one for sure like can two writers can two musicians can two artists i mean that's, i i really don't think it could it could work it could work yeah. but i do know that early in our relationship i made the mistake of asking jake to read something of mine and give oh, me feedback no, i don't i didn't know okay i was being i don't know what i was thinking and so he gave me feedback and i was like oh okay fine Great, thanks. Thanks so much. I didn't talk to him for like three hours or something. I was like pissed that he gave me feedback. So we learned early on, keep it separate. So now he'll read a book when it's literally yeah. published and finished. And then he can't make any comments because no, it's too late. That's legit why I'm divorced. <laughs> like we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. it was mostly infidelity and stuff. But also the like oh. not asking for feedback was like, <laughs> it was, yeah. It's like an asterisk of infidelity. <laughs> yeah. But, but mostly, the other stuff, Was yeah. the book called Infidelity? And you didn't like that? <laughs> Listen, that was a subtitle and I realized I messed up with that. <laughs> I realized it was making a false promise. Well, that's yeah. it. I don't know. That's just, especially like, cre- like if. If if Chris asked me how work was, like it was fine. I did this presentation, whatever. She's like, cool. That's Wait, it. She say... doesn't really care. And the, you know what? I didn't care, and I did the presentation. <laughs> but I mean, like something like this. Again, this is something that you love. This is your 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 livelihood. That's so the there, there's a lot of weight in that when you're asking opinions because it's someone you love. And you're asking someone you love about something that you love doing and that you love that you just output and you want those to work. You really, really do. And if they don't, you're like, fuck, do I have to pick? Okay, well, now we have to ask. When you gave it to him for feedback, was there certain feedback that you actually wanted him to say? Yeah. Nothing. It's perfect. (laughs) Obviously, that's the Uh, feedback we all want. Um, But... (laughs) No, that's not a joke. No, I know. I know. That's for real. But we've been married now for 10 years. And so we've gotten to that point where it's like, I don't ask about his day anymore. Because I don't know what the hell he's saying to me. It's all letters in engineering jargon. Yeah. And I'll I'll be like, oh my God, well, this plot line in this one character is just, he's in my head and he's not behaving the way he's supposed to. And Jake's like, okay, yeah, okay. No, I don't understand. So like, it's this... It's the fine line, right? So you you don't want them to be a creative, right? And and I've struggled with that of, of dating other creatives, but they still need to have an appreciation for it. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I struggle to find. It's either another creative where we're battling for whatever, you know, spotlight. I don't have another word for it. Um, or it's someone who's totally out of that world who thinks I'm a freak and not in a cool way, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, like doesn't have appreciation for. Well, like I, I don't know. Well, step I appreciate fur- what everybody does. Step yeah. further, like step further. What if he started giving you notes? 
Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm, like, say I was, like, if I was ever dating a writer and she hands me this and she's like, what'd you think? I'm like, awesome. You're like, you like that character? I'm like, yeah. You know what would be better? They were a ninja. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to be like, that's fucking that stupid. I cannot shorts, make yeah. the, like, it's a period piece. There's no ninjas. But in my heart, I'm like, ninjas are awesome. And you have to tell me ninjas aren't. And then we're done because of ninjas. But you never know. That's the name of this this episode, by the way. A ninja. We're done because shorts. of ninjas. Yeah. Um, the ninja in the midst. <laughs> Make it like a title. Sorry. But like to touch upon that though, maybe the ninja is occasionally a good idea because for Jake, when I was writing bite somebody else, I had to write a love story for the sidekick in the first book, mm-hmm. and she is abrasive and no conscience, and she's hilarious though. I love her. She's just. You know, she shouldn't be trusted very far. So I had to think of who would she fall in love with. And I was like, I had no idea. I just couldn't picture a man that would be able to tame this woman. And Jake ended up thinking of it. Yeah. He ended up saying, well, it should be this really stuffy old British, like old British vampire that's really mannerly and they can't stand each other Jake. at first. Oh. And I was like, you were amazing. Like it was this moment. So sometimes the ninja... <laughs> Is a good idea. Okay, okay, so you were using it as, a, as an example, but it wasn't actually a ninja. Yeah. Sorry. I thought Jake was going to be like a ninja could handle that because a ninja can handle anything. I guess you were going for metaphor. I'm sorry. I, I, I got your hopes are. up. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what a metaphor is. I don't. I don't know what that <laughs> that's is. That's a whole other podcast. Metaphor. That's a car, kingdom. right? Yeah. Metaphor is a yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah for the sure. dodge. The dodge metaphor. Yeah. yeah. We don't have time for that conversation during this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a whole literary discussion. No. Mm-mm. No, that's that's I don't know, man. It's because I think your 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 job is always going to play is going to play a factor in your relationships, especially your long term ones. Yeah. Because you know, for you know, like people sometimes will be like, I I can't date a person that does this, or I can't date a person that does. This. I think when it's a creative type, it's way worse. Not because not worse because of the creative job itself, but because of what goes behind a creative job. So many of us are doing things like we're doing construction or we're doing, you know, we're working with clients or things like that. I mean, it's not something that it's, it's not our lifeblood, yeah. you know, it's what we do to get by. And we have side gigs like podcasts to try to, you know, curb some of the insanity. But when that's your, when that's your livelihood, it's more than that. Could have said embrace creativity, but I hear curb your insanity is. Yeah. I mean, curb my insanity. I actually yeah, yeah, yeah. think my the curb your insanity is, so I don't. is way more accurate in this case because. Cool. You should watch Ted Lasso too. Just stop it! Oh my god! Stop I it. thought Jake, I had you for a second. Jake sec. loves <laughs> Ted Lasso. My husband loves it. By the way, so um, I think part of the challenge of dating artists or being in a relationship with artists also is a lot of us deal with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not saying it's like it has to be connected, but. The creatives, we just, we have depression a lot. We have anxiety a lot. Um, and that can make it even harder to try to live with us. Poor Jake has had to learn because of me what depression looks like. Right. He didn't know what it was until he, <laughs> oh, poor Jake. He didn't no, know no. until, you know, he got with me what depression or anxiety was. Absolutely. And so that also adds a whole nother level, I think, to well, creativity. We, we talked to, so uh, uh, my buddy Andre Not he, uh, he works for ESPN, and he uh, he he's an on-field reporter for the Cleveland Indians. He came on, and we were talking about that because he's like, I love what I do so much. I mean, my job is being on the field, talking to the, the, the Guardians about the game, and these guys have become my friends, and I'm talking about a sport that I love. 
but what he was saying is like it's actually an added anxiety because I don't want to lose a job that I love so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's almost you can argue it's almost and I started thinking about that. If I lost my job tomorrow, I would be like got to find another job. He'd right. be like I just yeah. lost the thing that I love so much. So it does add another level to that when you're doing the thing that you love. So it's For not just because sure. you don't really see it as a job and you don't want to go back to something that's not the thing that you love. That's an actual job. I do bartend also because I feel that bartending is the only thing that keeps me from being an insane witchy cat woman. Not that I have cats. It's a metaphor. I'll talk about it later with you. I am an insane witchy cat woman. (laughs) I'll just just Google it. I I have to bartend and I realized that after years of publishing. I have bartended all over the place. Stop saying Chardon. I know you love it. I know you love it. We'll go on a field trip to Chardon. We'll go to her bar. Yes. I'm so excited. But um, I found bartending has been kind of a salvation for me. Because I love never leaving my house. I love being in quarantine. That was fucking fabulous. Because I was like, yeah. la, 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 la. when can we drink whiskey? Is it 3 p.m. yet? Holy you know, shit, you like, should have been here in April 2020. That's exactly, all that I did. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We should have all just hung together. It's but... weird when we when you found out you're made for quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I already totally like knew. Like you are equipped. Yeah, 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 I already knew. And so bartending keeps me, it makes me talk to people. It makes me leave the house. And it gives me stories that mm-hmm. I can write. So I'm yeah. so glad I do that too. So, you know, even though writing is that passion, is that lifeblood, I do have something else that I can escape into when writing becomes almost torturous. Right. It's like, oh, go hang out with weirdos at bars. It's fine. Could you work a nine to five? I, and I will say, I, I would die. Yeah, I think I would literally die. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah. No, I've tried. I did it once. I've, I've done it a little. Yeah, I tried. One of them said uh, <laughs> that, that I had to wear, um, I keep forgetting what it's called, uh, a, a tie. <laughs> I keep forgetting it was what it's a called. Horrible experience. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> it's a you were talking experience. like it was like like you had to dress like a Sherpa. It's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. What do they call those those exotic the, the exotic I, I, sashes well, from Europe? I always <laughs> reference things like that because that's my Ilaria Baldwin forgetting how to say cucumber <laughs> kind of story, which I'm obsessed with. That I re- I will reference it until the end. How do you say cucumber, girl? You're from Boston. You know how to say cucumber. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't. As frustrated as I sometimes get with uh, some parts of my professor life, the alternative, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. There's no way I could work a nine to five. Well, you make more money bartending anyway, so why do it in the first place? There you go. Yeah. When I'm at my gypsy bean, I just don't feel like I can. That's your place. When you life. asked what her place was, I thought you were talking about where do you go and write. What's the name of the place you go to? I go to Gypsy Bean. <laughs> well, no, I, I, so I can't write at home. I would, I cannot write a word at home. Almost all of my journalism, uh, great, even grading papers, any book that I've written. That I think I told you the first book is dedicated to Gypsy Bean. Mm-hmm. Literally, Aww. it's in the acknowledgments. I, I cannot write at home. It's, it's not. Maybe I've, I need to carve out a space more. Uh, I've already discussed with you why I couldn't write in public. Because I talk the dialogue out loud as I write it. It's amazing. It'd be really, I just don't think that's socially acceptable to be like, well, I'm doing this today. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Like, 
like yeah. honestly, and I'm, this isn't the joke. If you ever wanted to act out your books at Gypsy Bean, I'll do it that with you. Perfect. Just tell me what my character is uh-huh. and how loud he needs to be. Okay, great. We can also hold- apparently I'm actually pretty okay with nudity now too. <laughs> yeah. Yay! So, Woohoo! So nudie Brit at I'm Gypsy Bean. You, the ninjas of desire can't yeah. That's the podcast title. Oh my god, it's escalating! <laughs> it's escalating. The ninjas of desire. Cancun. Naked. Oh. Cancun. See now. Done. That's it. All right, Naked ninjas. It. That sounds like bad ugly. I you did. That sounds I like bad ugly. Is there anything that you want to do, like like with your? I I mean, I know obviously mm. you already have. I mean, if your first one was published in 2016, mm-hmm. I mean, nine, nine books, books. In, nine <laughs> yeah, books in six years. I'm on a hiatus right now. You actually are kind of the Fast and Furious of books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they You're just like come the out every Seinfeld couple of months. The books. What yeah. other references do I not know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Keep them coming. Yeah. Keep them coming. You're okay. like the ninja of books. Call me by my SDB. <laughs> that could have gotten weird. I wasn't yeah. sure where that was going to go. So like, call me by my STD. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I was like, where is he going oh, with this? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um, I mean, is there anything that, that you're that's kind of been a challenge like like in terms of writing because i don't know like writing you probably still want to kind of challenge yourself sometimes to maybe write outside your comfort zone to try something else is there yeah. something that you're still kind of aching to do that you're in the middle of doing or that you're just tackling that's a more of a challenge because i know you have you have i don't want to say themes but you have things that you're comfortable with i think everyone would be whether it be in a creative realm there's things you're mm. better at like artists have different types of whether it's abstract or mm. whatever that might be so is there yeah. something that you want to tackle that maybe you haven't yet two things one is the manuscript that's kind of finished the witches in charleston one mm-hmm. because my dog got sick and died while i was writing it mm. and so that was the most difficult manuscript and so much of my grief went into it i wasn't even aware until i read it late like later and i was very careful reading it because i was like this is gonna take you right back to like all dog's that like, horrible I have to shit know the dog's name though raylan raylan, raylan. <gasps> sorry i'm a big justified fan. that's what he's named at are you really <laughs> Look Raylan, at that. She's he's back Raylan on my Gibbons team. Bauer. He was, yeah. Justified. Such a great show. No, that's a I have no fucking idea great show. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. You gotta Just watch, watch that watch tonight. Just watch it for the hot lead guy. Done. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. Also, that's it. Timothy Oliphant and his wife, if we did a couple swap, I'm also cool with whoever I get. Same. I'm good. Yeah, I'll I, take I, I, I have to tell you, I can't even wrap my mind. I just said this to someone this morning. I have never in my life um, navigated the death of a pet. I've never, because we didn't have pets just, growing up, and my cats yeah. are doing well. It's bad. It's, yeah, it's I, nasty. So that was rough. It sucks. It's process, nasty. Yeah. I've, I've only had, Chris and I've only had one. This was uh, our this was our one and only that uh, we've lost so far. See, so yeah. I wrote this book over the course of that. And that, when I reread it again, I was, it was different than anything I'd done before. Because mm. it was super personal and super ouchy. And it's been affecting my first readers a lot more than some of my other things. And so that was a big bridge for me to cross because I thought I was going to just give up. Like, I was in so much pain that I was like, I'm not, fuck this, I'm out. But I finished it. And so that was an awesome journey. But since then, I have been writing nonfiction Mm. about the past, like, I've had a very hellish year. A lot of things, a lot of death, a lot of tragedy. And, um... So now I've been writing nonfiction, which is I've published short nonfiction previously, but writing a lengthy, very personal nonfiction piece is 
going to be a challenge. And so I've been writing like a scene, maybe one anecdote a day or like yeah. a scene a day. Um, and it's it. feeling like an exorcism of sorts. The, pro the conflict is if it could ever be published or not. It can. I know. No, it, whether it you could, want yeah. it to is something different. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's the current thing is maybe trying to write a bit you know, I've spoken about mental illness. Maybe if I'm just writing more about the experiences and and the sexuality and the witchy stuff and grief and just in marriage and family and just putting it all out there. That's well, kind those of the can all current... intertwine too. Oh, know? for sure. I mean, that yeah. those are all life acts. They yes. well, not the witch stuff for me, but I mean, <laughs> those are all life acts. I mean, those can all you can encounter all those. Mm -hmm. Sadly, sometimes in a pretty short amount of time. And it was a very short amount yeah. of time. Do you have a preference or does it really depend on the day? Like in terms of like the style, like the fiction, the nonfiction, like, do, do you have a, I mean, if, if you get asked that question every other month, is your answer going to vary? Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It just depends. Like my geekiest thing I do, I write fan fiction also. Cause I'm a huge geek. You're going to hate it. Cause it's call me by your name. Fan fiction. Is that what it is? Yeah. What? Okay. It is. Oh, so shit. I write fan fiction also because That's that amazing. is that is my relaxation place because there's a website called Archive of Our Own and it's all geeks like me. It's a free forum where people can post their writing and the fandom, we can connect with each other. So it's a very safe space. So sometimes I, if I'm having either a really big life crisis or if I'm blocked, I just write fan fiction and it's just so therapeutic. Just call me by your name. There are no other shows or movies? I did or... Sherlock for a while too. Okay. I loved Sherlock. They should have had sex. I, I don't even know what like, we're talking about. What? Just anyone? Sherlock, Sherlock. And, and Watson. Sherlock and Watson. Did you oh. watch the Benedict Cumberbatch? They were, they uh, were so Sherlock. gay together. No, no, I did not. But honestly, I thought the same thing with the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law movies. Oh. I was like, why don't these two just date? I yeah. don't get it. They're clearly... another one that's, yeah. that's they love a each smart other. show. Yeah. Like, that one is a smart show. I oh, love Sherlock. Died. The, yeah. Um, the lamb, the I know. I would write Supernatural, but I know. That's that's <gasps> There's that. so much of that. Is that, that. where you were headed? Oh, I was going to ask seen what you... Supernatural? I've seen like nine seasons. Oh, wow. Okay, catch it. 13. There's 13. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. But I mean, so like, I was just going to ask you, if you had to write fan fiction, what would yours be? I mean... Are you, gonna my... like, are you going for incest? What are you going for with that? The yeah, Supernatural. I think one man's incest... No, not finished that sentence. Uh... <laughs> I'll do it. One man's incest is another man's prom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He finished that really quickly, Chris. Wow. All right, <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, uh, I don't, well, I no, prep. and people have written that. I know that, that that's Oh, there's a, so and, much and of that's that. A thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, uh, in the way that, that the craft was huge, y there wasn't an NYU dorm room that you could walk by in the 90s that wasn't watching Buffy. Oh, yeah, um, there yeah. Just, there wasn't. That's what everybody... Definitely. Now, now I have a little bit of a conflicted relationship because... The Joss He's stuff. turned into such... And he turned into a real he piece always of shit. was, but now he's much more vocally a horrible person. Yeah, I didn't but know horrible. He, he's but saying don't, don't horrible throw, things. But don't throw Buffy away. I know, it's really hard, no. right? But this you is can't. the Harry Potter argument. This is the... I can't you know, throw Harry Potter away either. I know. I, I, know. I should have worn... I should have worn my... I wish I'd worn my Buffy t-shirt. But I have to tell you... t-shirt I could have worn... I recently rewatched Dollhouse. Loved it. Wait, the the one the, with Eliza Dushku, the one season one it was really good. I, I don't know. Two that. seasons. Two seasons. Was it two? I could, and I followed it because of her. Because I, I'm a <laughs> yeah. Because I'll follow anything that any of the uh, Buffy people do. Well, and I'm also and she was only in a couple episodes, but I'm obsessed with. Um, and I'm gonna totally blind. I just completely blanked on her name, and she was also in Supernatural. Uh, she was Charlie, the redhead, uh, and oh, she's in shit. she's in Dollhouse, and Felicia I love. Day? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Love her. Yeah, I she absolutely is great. and completely love her. And and so, yeah, I, I would do, I also would watch, uh, or I would write the only other fan fiction I would do. This is so pathetic. I would write ER fan fiction. I have seen every episode of ER. I am at the point where I do think I can do most of the procedures. Um, oh, I am pretty. That's con- comforting. That's I am pretty convinced good. that if one of you starts coughing, I can put in a central line. Uh, I can do a spinal tap. If that no, like happens, I, don't don't let him. If it happens to me, don't what the hell are you going to use? I, I, all I need is a pen. That was in an episode. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, God. Uh, there's I would watch you, yeah. ER. I would watch. I would write ER. See, fiction. ER is my Seinfeld. I've never seen an episode. Oh dang! Oh, oh ER was. I don't know about you two. You to the point where I'm pretty sure it was a documentary. But like if I go to this one hospital in Chicago, they're there. But I've actually, I've, I've actually seen Scrubs so much. I've never seen Scrubs that I. We really should have talked before. <laughs> We're get coming your, off get as weirdos. Your story like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Buffy is my fan. That would have been mm, my yeah. fan fiction. There's right. lots of it. Angel? That was. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Buffy Angel. Angel yeah. is yummy. Yeah. Angel is yummy. Bones too. Mm, I, I, yeah. Actually. My fan fiction apparently is David Boreanaz. Yeah, yeah. that's what it sounds <laughs> like. That's great. And all of, also cool with him and his wife swapping. I don't apparently, maybe just, I'm bisexual. I, I feel like you're going for the men and not looking at Wait, the wives Wait, who's very David Boreanaz married to? Do I know that? Uh, she a uh, Playboy model, so you're good. Oh, that's yeah, fine. No, okay. I don't. That's Jamie Bergman. Right. Well, oh, no, you don't yeah, that's not a thing I know. Yeah. I'm but like, but no, yeah, right, it's, it's weird. Like, this is the most... Maybe I'm bisexual. Cool. This is the most I've... And this, this is the most. It's not like things that I've been hiding. The Ryan Reynolds thing, I've gone on record for several times. Well, that's understandable. Uh, David Boreanaz, just means I have eyes. Like, dude's hot. Yeah. Uh, I actually... Well, I liked Spike more, though. I would have dated Spike. Oh, James Marsden? Yeah, that's for sure. I would have dated Spike Spike was the best over, part of that show. Yeah, over Angel. Angel was kind of a crybaby. I really like the bad boy Spike image more. Plus British and just British. quippy. Everything he said was funny and dangerous hair. and everything. But yeah. he's American yeah. and that's punk the rock. part. I know, he is American. <laughs> but the, he had the punk rock vibe, yeah. the punk rock vibe too. For I love sure. that. Yeah. I would have gone for Drusilla. <gasps> oh, yeah. Juliet Landau. Sure, but my big thing was... I mean, I could have told <laughs> Which you is that, why like, I could have done but the fan fiction. I know their names. kooky, creative... Um, sure, the murderer, but like amazing, yeah. amazing psycho though, amazing an amazing psycho. psycho. They make it sound so sexy, don't they? Dude, she was. Drusilla <laughs> was, was amazingly sexy. She was so psychotic. Oh, she never. Show. There was no casual conversation with okay, Drusilla. Okay, wait, wait. Did you do X Files too? Never seen it. Jesus. I got, I got like seven episodes in and just kind of tapped out. Ugh. But I also never did Sopranos. I got like five episodes and tapped out. Never seen it. I didn't do Sopranos. But X-Files, that's like the that's like the progression we naturally should go through when you're doing like the Buffy and then... There's no vampires on X-Files. I know there that. There are. You... Uh. You missed those episodes? Well, now you just ruined it, so now there's no reason to there's see a, it. There's uh, a Lilith Fair-type singer, Bree Sharp, who sings a song called David Duchovny. Of course. And it's freaking brilliant. Oh, my God. Fox yeah. Mulder. Yeah. X-Files was a thing, for sure. I that actually, was, like, the progression. I, and, but I skipped X-Files and went to Californication. Oh, he was so David good Duchovny. in that. He He's a, really good in that. And he was having sex a lot in that. He didn't do that in X-Files. Oh, my God. He was like yeah. the Wilt Chamberlain of HBO. Is he also a sex addict in real life? Yes. Oh, yes, he was. I do love his ex-wife. His ex-wife. Yeah, we're all like, he, oh, shit. We're like, like he died. We're like, oh, he is. Like, oh, that's shit. a pretty good disease. I, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, in the grand scheme, if I had to pick one, I'd go there. Stop it. <laughs> I have a oh, huge uh, Taylioni crush. Oh, yeah. I like Taylioni ever since Bad Boys. 
I've never seen that. Wow, that's going back. God, we're just now we're just naming stuff that we know the other one has not seen. <laughs> this Twin is like Peaks. the coolest drinking game ever. Like if you, you just have to like date like if you Twin name Peaks, something Twin that I've Peaks. seen. This is like the six degrees of they... you have no idea. <laughs> it's really just one degree. Did you do the Twin Peaks step too? Oh yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Twin Peaks for sure. Oh, I that love was a Twin Peaks. But I also really love Sherilyn Finn. That's another crush of mine. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I couldn't deny her. Mm, fair. You're missing. I need to make a list. Is that the one with the log lady? Yes. I've never seen it, but I can yeah. answer pop culture <laughs> well, questions. That, it, good it, job. It's it a is. big pop culture thing. Yeah. It's, yes, and, it is. And, and th- I mean, when you think of like cult shows, cult movies, that that's is one it. that is. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that that term even exists. Well, that and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Shut up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, he was going to have to trake me. I was going to pass out. Yeah. I was going to pen out. Now we're going to see your ER yeah, skills because exactly. she's going to be going to cardiac really, arrest. I, I, I mean, I don't think if you watch one season of ER, you have a medical degree, but 15 seasons, I basically am a doctor. Oh, I can talk myself into that. Dude, I hung a towel rack like three weeks ago. I considered opening a construction company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't need a whole lot of incentive to think I'm I, an expert. I do think that the, the degree is if it... It's 15 seasons of ER plus a PhD equals an MD. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. You may need an intern sprinkling in some real life experience there. Well, I've seen Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you're good. Yeah. yeah. So Um, scared over here. Can I totally (laughs) change directions? We're changing directions. Sure. It wouldn't make things worse. (laughs) (laughs) Could have nightmares with him coming with like with a knife tonight Ken's and like he keeps walking up like this was a great episode and he's like touching your tongue he's like (laughs) back here next week anyway Um, he's like okay now cough okay (laughs) totally different direction okay I'm ready I'm ready you make a point of putting LGBTQ advocate on your website you do yes I do why is it on there well first of all well I'm bisexual for one thing but um I know I talked to your mom (laughs) I don't no flashbacks please um it's that and mental health. Those are my two yeah. battles. And it's also a lot because of all the friends I've had in the LGBTQ community. And I've observed what they've gone through with mm. families, with culture. Um, and it makes me really sad. You know, I've had friends kicked out of houses before for being gay. And that's bullshit. And lucky, I was raised, you know, in a Christian household. And luckily... You know, I grew up in a church that had tolerance and yeah. acceptance, but I've seen people who didn't. Mm. And it's just, I don't understand how people can turn their backs on their own children because of something like that. It's very upsetting to me. And yeah, I mean, that's a big part of why. Yeah. And just the, I'm so glad, I'm glad that equal rights are moving forward also. So like. <laughs> in other states, Yes. Oh, don't even <laughs> yeah so i know but oh like, dude you know. don't even i mean <laughs> go ahead man get her, get, get her started no Please. no no I tell me what you do I'm, no. because I'm, I'm actually curious uh i think one thing that that in the buckeye flame we don't talk about nearly enough and we have a category mm. for uh you know we have different categories for for this lgbtq news site um and one of them we have a bisexual category and it's barely populated Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that we could do an extraordinarily better job at the Buckeye Flame talking about biphobia. Uh, oh yeah, people di- think we don't exist. We're not real. It's and a phase. Yeah, it's a phase. It's and a truck stop yeah. on the way to being gay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, correct. That's yeah. a New Jersey way of saying it. Yeah. That's a re- that was on Sex in the City today. What? I watched an episode and that was in it. Something to that. Am effect. I the only one that has not watched that show? 
Yeah. Well, not the recent. I, I definitely haven't. <laughs> yes. I you lost are. her again. I was on. She. I. I, I brought you're her actu- in with. <laughs> you're actually not. I've never seen it either. God I've seen clips it. of it, and I can. At this point, I don't even think it. you have a TV. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all up here. It's you just listen to the radio in the dark. It's funny, you know. There's a fun Cleveland connection to Sex in the City. There's a guy named George Hahn uh, who uh, was co-hosting a show at Idea Stream, and he was he he's an actor, and he was in an episode yeah. of Sex in the City, a pretty famous role in Sex in the City for one episode. What he role was, was it? So he was the naked guy who lived across the street from Miranda. Yes, that's George Hahn. He's from Cleveland. <laughs> And he's cousins with um, Catherine Hahn, who's also oh, an I love Catherine yeah, yeah, yeah. Hahn. Uh, Catherine Hahn from WandaVision, and and she's, she's amazing. Doing, she's doing really, really well. Uh, but he has since <laughs> moved from Cleveland to New York City. Made one video last year of him just walking down the street, like when everything was in quarantine. And I guess there was something on Fox News that said it's like a war zone here. And so he made a mock video walking his dogs, like it's so scary. <laughs> and, <laughs> And Jennifer Aniston retweeted it, oh, and George Hahn, who moved to New York City to be the concierge at a plastic surgery practice for celebrities, now has completely hit it big and is an actual social media influencer. And so, like, that's my that's my knowledge of Sex in the City. Oh uh, anyway, going back to biphobia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my random. Like, I I haven't seen a full episode, but I've seen enough of it that I can quote from it. Hmm. Um, but but. We don't, we don't, and I, I want to be very specific, the LGBTQ community, the LGTQ community <laughs> sucks at being bi-inclusive. Yeah. Does the straight community as well? Sure. But I don't want to make it seem like the 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 rest yeah. of the queer community is great about welcoming. And I, I just, I have no tolerance for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no tolerance yeah. for I'm whatever from the heterosexual community. I didn't mean to point at you, Chris. Um, just He's pointing yeah. to the dogs, actually. Uh, um, I, just, I like he pointed at you because at this point he thinks I'm bisexual because <laughs> of everything I've said. But, uh, but, but, the, but as the, the only straight person in the room, Chris. Um, yeah. No, but, but the, the biphobia in, in the queer community is indescribable. It is. It's strange. I don't. It's completely, I don't completely understand what's going on there. Um, Why? What? What is the the root of it? That's he. Already, he already kind of said like it's it's a phase. It's a stopping place. Well, when the going get, gets so. hard, Sarah can just go back to the straight part. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's complete ball. It's complete ball. Mm. By the way, that was not Ken Schneck believing that. <laughs> that was just no, echoing what people in the queer community say. Um, yeah, that's a. Well, I mean, you talk about, like, when you talk about the straight community, I mean, it's the same thing. I, I think a, a large part of the straight community is like, that's awesome. You'll grow out of that. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't think they've, I don't think a lot of straight people view that as, you know, as, as, a, as a lifestyle. I, I think a lot of them are just like, I can't wait to hear your story, and I'm sure you're done with that. I, I do. I think a lot of people view it that way. Well, and that was something I had to deal, not deal with. I had to explain it when I was getting married yeah. to my husband, who's a dude. I had to kind of say, like, you know I'm bisexual, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm able to give up that whole side of, I can't just not be attracted to women anymore. I can't just be with a man forever. Um, and so we had to come to that, you know, understanding. Yeah. Before we really got into the nitty gritty of marriage, that had to be made very clear. Um, All I heard was episode two. That's <laughs> Well, <laughs> 
And <laughs> so excited to have you back. <laughs> with him, he should. Oh, oh 100%. God, I would 100% sure. do that. Oh I will God, bring I the leaf. Um, <laughs> and, and statistically, I'm moving on from that. Um, <laughs> statistically, the, the, the bi community is the largest part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they numbers-wise... Mm-hmm far outnumber any of the other letters. And so it's really quite incredible. And and uh, yay Cleveland, uh, Rebecca Moore, who you should definitely have on the show, um, and I, I think she would do it. Uh, Rebecca Moore is the first out um, female city council, woman on oh, city really? council. Um, nice. She is an out uh, bisexual, uh, and, and she's so ridiculously kick-ass. I think she won by like 59 votes or something like that. Uh, but that was a huge, that was a huge deal. Yeah, um, but, that's good. But I, I am constantly floored by and I constantly encounter biphobia. And, I, yeah. and I'm not bisexual. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. We're dealing with it. Well, can I, if we can literally circle back to like the first three minutes of the the podcast. (laughs) I don't know if I remember that far back, but yeah. Well, the, uh, I, I, when you said you told your mom. (laughs) Oh yeah. So would you mind telling that story? Like what that was like? It was recent Mm. actually. Um, Oh, so it's fresh. It's yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't add bisexual, witch is fairly new to my bio because I was scared you know, I was scared to put that on my bio yeah. because I was like, my church folks are going to see it. My, mom, my parents' friends are going to see it. And then I've been through this phase, though, and my brother's been very helpful with this. He's very, he is really honest about who he is and brave about who he is, which is a whole nother episode also. But he's inspired me. Gay and single? Or that- <laughs> Sadly, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, which is no? <laughs> <laughs> Straight anyway. and divorced. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, but a uh, single. Wow. It's a but, hard no there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Right Listen, there. if he's a spiritual leader, it's not. Well, wait, how, how is God the spiritual leader? <laughs> you do have a type. Well, that, he's well, definitely that. not a spiritual leader. Okay. Um, oh, he Ken's not into it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. That's a turn off immediately. So, um, it was very recent. I, you know, my brother was kind of saying, why do you give a shit what people think? And nice. writing what I write, I've had to deal with that a lot because I've had people, because I've written, you know, homosexual and heterosexual romance. Yeah. And so people have disdainfully asked me, oh, is it another gay one? Yep. And I'm like, eee. And then I just go, you know, usually I'll be like, huh, in the past. Oh, <laughs> now I'm like, fuck yeah, it's another gay one. Because yeah. I'm so done with yeah. people like judging what i'm creating it's what i'm creating it's and so now it's this is who i am so as i've kind of grown over the past year through a lot of trauma and a lot of loss i've really acknowledged like i've accepted the fuck it philosophy in the most positive way possible i feel like you remember the moment that you put that on the website oh for sure i do and my dad trolls facebook so he's the one that called first and was like bisexual witch what's that about and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. But I was prepared. You know, I was like, well, let's talk about this. The witch part was surprisingly easier to explain because I had like an article literally of like a, defining a green witch, which is how yeah. I identify and saying this is a green witch. You wonder why I'm so good at making tea and making you feel better when you're sick. This is why. Yeah. So they understood that a lot easier. But the bisexual thing, you know, there was a the question of, well, but you're with Jake. You're married to a man. Like, sure. have you 
been with women, which I said a hard no, not going there, mom. Like I was like, that's personal. But I gave her like the textbook definition of bisexual. And Mm. then it was like, she just wanted to be clear on like, well, would you ever date a woman? I'm Mm. like, mom, I have dated women, like just not in front of you. Right. And so she's been very quiet about it since, but I'm glad we touched upon it. And she had to ask like, was Jake okay with it? I'm like, That is not the question that needs to be asked right now. Like, you're talking to me. And yes, Jake, side, you know, by the way, Jake is fine with it. He's actually very happy with this, with the situation, usually. Um, yeah, I feel Jake's pain. Yeah, right. It's yeah. so bad when your <laughs> wife is like, hey, this this hot girl's coming over. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Well, so, yeah. That, I mean, I'm glad it's out. I, I know it yeah. doesn't sound... I know it's out, but I know it doesn't sound like maybe everyone's like... I'm not saying that it's... At the disowning part, but it's still no, kind of an adjustment no. period. Well, you know? I have conservative Christian parents. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, it's a, but they've been so awesome over, it's been like a couple years of them transitioning into being way more open about sure. everything. And it's with my brother's help because he's an atheist, and that just, you know, that's like. Is that worse? That, oh, yeah, that yeah. blew their world apart because, you know, they, yeah, that was bad. And he got divorced, and it's like, oh, yeah, like it was a lot. And so, not <laughs> thank you, you non-jews are fun I love <laughs> to this. <laughs> but it's like i don't want to thank thank my brother it's not but that like, big a, i mean we know we're gonna burn for it but we're okay oh, yeah, we, just don't, we just don't believe in that kind of thing yeah. but my in a way my brother was very brave in blazing a kind of trail to awesome. opening sure, up yeah, my yeah. parents to different lifestyles and, and different ways of living and different belief systems and he's also a vegetarian so it's just hilarious like what else the fuck can is he wrong talk, with this kid what else can he do to like <laughs> i'm hearing gay and single just for the record so like i'm not saying he is maybe just give ken his number let's see what happens so um but they've been great the past couple years have been life-changing with them being like you know my dad and i read a book at the same time together Mm. like call each other and talk about that and we didn't used to do stuff like that and it's just they've been in just so much and i went through a you know kind of alcoholic phase last year where i had to stop drinking and my dad was like there for me and he cried for the first time in my life over me, over me going through withdrawal. And so it was like, it's, it was a sad moment, but it was a beautiful moment to see them so open. You know, it's Mm -hmm. also sometimes when you hear stories like that too, like it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost sometimes like for myself, when I hear a story like that, I sometimes feel better when the parents aren't all of a sudden just like, awesome, we don't care as long as you're happy. It's almost better sometimes when they're not used to it, but they're willing to try to understand it. Yeah. You know, like they're they're not like, look, it's not something that we're used to or we're accustomed to. We don't know anything about it, but if you're saying that this is you, help us understand that. Help Mm -hmm. us get there with you. I'm not saying that's what it is, but I mean... I, obviously, it's great whenever it's being accepted, but sometimes I even get more of a charge out of someone who's not on board right away, but is willing to understand. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. I, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's. Every, I think I value my relationship with my mother so much more because of the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yes. I, I, I absolutely, you know, and 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 they uh, when I came out, they they absolutely cut me off because they believe that NYU made me gay, which yeah. it kind of did. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's just not their tagline. Um, and but the journey that, that it's on the flyer, and that's your T-shirt, <laughs> and why you may be gay. Yeah. Aww, nice. I can't even tell you how many of those I'm going to make. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's why I value our our relationship probably even more. And she's so open about the fact to anyone who will listen about how 
my grandmother was the one who said to her, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's just, it's the same, it's the same Kenny, you know, but I, yeah, I will, yeah. I will say that, right. For any Christian who isn't buying your book. And I really mean this. I'm not making a joke. Like there's a covenant of bisexual witches who are right. Like there's yes, that, yeah. that embracing of authenticity and putting it on your website, which not everybody does mm. is, is a really powerful statement. And, and when I see that, I'm like, yeah. like it, it's very validating. It's very, yeah. it's very validating. And especially honestly in the creative space where I think that there's a lot of assumptions that we're so open and whatnot. And, and I think that a lot of us actually often aren't that way. Uh, mm. I, I think that a lot of us are, are penning ourselves into a corner. So even as a writer seeing that, I was like, Yes, that was yeah. like that was a it was a really positive moment. For yeah, me. I mean, we're still it's a lot I of progress it. for sure, and it, it's 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 great that it's getting better. But even and not even to, I'm glad your brother was like that. But and then this isn't like a dig on your brother, but mm. even saying, who gives a shit? You know, I mean, it's 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 easier it for a lot of people like that. It's it's easier to say, but it's yes. still it's still a very difficult thing. Even mm. if you know a hundred percent that everyone in your life is gonna be on board with you it's still still difficult it, it, it has to be i don't know either i'm well i'm about to not but i'm gonna tell my mom i'm bisexual but <laughs> actually, i'll just, Ryan I'll just Reynolds, text her okay. uh, it's yeah, a just big text. night for you carissa huge night for, so sweet huge night now for... i will say with my mom because she wants to read all my books which i love yeah but she can't and i've told her there are some books of mine just don't please don't yeah. just just please don't read them and for abstract love, I it's that is probably my favorite book I've written. Oh, I love the cover too. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But um, that one I really wanted her to read because of the emotional ramifications yeah. of that book. It's a comedy. It's an enemies to lovers age gap comedy, and it's in Cleveland in January, yeah. like the worst time of year to be here. But what I had to do for her was I'd put stars in the margin of like stop reading here. That's okay, start amazing. reading here. Because I really wanted to like meet the characters. I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> it's like a warning cliff notes. That's, it was. that's really good. It's oh like a choose God. your own adventure, but flip through this part. That's you a know? choose your own adventure, just not this adventure. <laughs> so she but she like she was like, Oh my god, I loved the book. And I'm like, I have Great. so many so. regrets right now. <laughs> like even with the audiobook, I could have said skip track six. Yeah. So that would have been amazing. Yeah. So oh, I have done that. Gosh tactic. darn it. Yeah. And she just read the new the grief manuscript, as I'm calling it, the one I finished yeah. throughout my dog's passing. There is like one like explicit sex scene between two men in it, but something really important happens at the end of the scene. Not an orgasm. Something more important happens at the end of the scene. And so I told my mom, I'm like, look, you gotta just skim. You gotta skim through it. And yeah. You have to read this one big plot point at the end. And so she called and she was like. Was it this? I'm like, yeah, that was the plot point. Good, like, good. now move forward. Now just Keep move going. forward. You Skip got the to plot the next point. Star, mom. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Am I allowed to have one favorite title of yeah. your books? Because yeah. you have one favorite title. Oh, for sure. Do people have like one favorite title? Because there's one of them that I read. I'm like, oh, that's so freaking good. <laughs> Tell me. Um, he sees you when you're sleeping. Oh my god. That, that shit's genius. Do you know what it's about? <laughs> um, I'm hoping uh, an evil Santa. Stalker Santa. Yes. Yep. Done. It's horror As for sure. Gay Jew, really? Oh, I yeah. enjoy that title so much. Yay! I can't even tell you. Fuck, your titles are kind of throwing. Because, like, I... <laughs> I went right the with cover. the Call Me By Your Name thing. The cover is not <laughs> No, throwing. I got Evil Santa. Ah, was, well, the cover, if you saw the cover, it 
It's, oh, see, I saw the oh, title, not, not no, the cover. Not all, yeah, yeah, it's I, a creepy okay. cover. I saw the title. I didn't see the cover. Okay. The cover is creepy. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. That's it's awesome. My favorite one. I love. See, the, I actually love that book a lot. See, Abstract Love. I know we just talked about Abstract. Yeah. It was my favorite. That's the one that that stuck in my mind. Yeah. And I think also a lot of it is because of the things that I've been watching over the last like. Like honestly, like year, year and a half, mm-hmm. it's just differences of d- different types of things and different, and not even necessarily like in love. Just I, I think more, things are just kind of out of my not comfort zone, but just things I haven't been exposed to as much. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of shows about like people with autism, uh, mm-hmm. th- like the the uh, Chris, what was the name of the show? Like the the dating show with people with that autism, atypical. No, not that one. But that okay. one, I, I didn't see that either. I just know things. Jesus, <laughs> what was that called? Oh, uh, Love on the Spectrum. Okay. So it was like a reality show, and okay. I, was, I just became obsessed with it. And I'm still like rooting for people. Like, I, it's just, I'm, it's something that I'd never seen before. And, mm-hmm. and me and my wife really started getting in just more into stuff that we're just not necessarily, that's not mainstream, that we're not exposed to a lot. Yeah. And when I saw the abstract love, I, just because of the word abstract, I started thinking about that. That's the title that stuck out to me. Well, because good. then I immediately wanted to read that one because that's the thing that I've kind of, from a television movie standpoint, been ingesting in the last like 18 months just to get more of a different vibe of everything. That's well, stuff I'm just not used to. I think and, that is my favorite. That or This Is Not a Horror Movie is also one of my other favorites. I've <laughs> but never have stuff. two lines, you know, summed up my dating life then. I hate Sam Shelby, so why do I want to kiss him? That's right there <laughs> from Abstract Love. That's for you. That's shocking for you. that I'm single. Shocking. <laughs> or the shocking. tattoo that we're all going to get, which is what is it? Oh, immortal just means a lifetime, a, a longer embarrassment. What was Immortality it? is just living longer with more embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Is, is Sam Shelby a spiritual leader or? No, okay. right, well, and he well, is based on slightly on Timothy Chalamet's clothes. The ridiculous, as, as awful do. clothes he wears are in that book. The amazing clothes that he wears? It's arguable. Depends <laughs> on the situation, sir. Depends on the situation. Uh, and we're poor, you're, do like, again, you're over here like, oh, We're going to do like a Cersei and <laughs> Timothy role play later. No, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you two hit it off so much <laughs> and allowed me to stay in my own home on my I own podcast. I love that you're still here. <laughs> I love that I'm still here, too. You're, you're welcome. It's <laughs> great to have you. Honestly, I, I do. Thanks for being had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me know what else you guys need from me. I got one. To make this. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally good. I do want to, I'm not going to lie, I do kind of want to have your you and your husband on and kind of talk about that. Sure. I'd I think it's a, it's a unique, well, again, I, just, I hear it from real people as, a, as opposed to hearing from, I hear it's this or I hear it's this. Mm-hmm. I love to hear people that actually experience that. Yeah. I'd like to hear his point of view. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I, first of all, I obviously would like to co-host that one. We're busy. <laughs> no, we're, we're at busy. capacity. Thank you, though. <laughs> I wish there had been a little pause there. Um, <laughs> and I am telling you right now, I'm I will run a hardcore newlywed game where he will go upstairs, you will answer <coughs> questions, oh and we God. will compare. And it will I, be um, I. I really like that. Oh, I do. that would be so fun. No, no, no. I'm I almost it. want to inter- interview you guys separately. Oh, my God. Like, you can drink wine with Chris upstairs, and we're down here talking to him. Can like, I do, like, they, it'll be, it'll be, be in pairs, yeah. right? And so you you guys can go bond up there. I will get your answers. I will bring them back down. I am so excited there will be prizes. I will have prizes. I'm so uh, yeah. excited. Let Let's him, do it. Yeah, let them know this is going to happen. Oh, okay. I will. <laughs> Yeah. I will. This is going to happen. <laughs> There's Let nothing. him know this Lee thing's probably going to come up yeah. a lot. A yeah, lot. definitely. I have never. Yeah. 
I want to be a game show host so freaking bad. <laughs> so this is as close as we're getting. It's good. I'm glad you realize your dream. This That's so little to else, do with it, all of you. I know. But yeah, I'm he, so just excited. Just so you know, with the leaf thing, he would totally show up in a leaf because he showed up once at a luau with just coconut a coconut shell like here with um, like a straw a with luau like a straw coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was quite right, a I'll scene. just let Brian know he's not gonna be needed for this one. <laughs> Brian still co hosts? <laughs> I didn't even know he still did this show. At this point Ken I was a power of attorney over me too. It's... This show is this show is so basement. I renamed it. It's a whole rebrand. It's a whole rebrand. I'm really, I'm really glad you came. Oh, this was, thank you. So this was, this is exactly the kind of thing that we like doing. It, it again, it's it's a long form interview. It's casual, mm-hmm. some drinks, mainly just me and Ken. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we talk about what you do, and then we talk about other things. That that that's the best part of that. That's what I want out of things like this. I don't yeah. want to just shoot out questions that you is boring. I like that you say something that generates other questions, and we just start talking about, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and fan fiction. I didn't plan on that. I know. But those are the best types of things to kind of really – and I think that's the best way to kind of get to know somebody, even though less than two hours. I know we still don't fully, fully know you, but you can't get to – Roscoe, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Attention. It's like a 40-pound tarantula coming down the stairs. (laughs) All you hear is nails. (laughs) But this is great. Like I, I like doing this. I love hearing the things you're doing here, like your process, and then just hearing, then dipping into your relationship and how that plays into writing. Because I think those all, they all walk hand in hand. You know, the, the yeah. especially when you're a creative type, which you are, life experiences. Like we talked about, like what do you like? I mean, if I asked you the same question next week, you probably have a different answer, and that's that's different than a lot of other people because we don't have the same types of passions. Or honestly, a lot of us were too afraid to go after them. Yes. I think it's cool you did that. Your authenticity is very inspiring. Very. Thank you. It's very inspiring. Thank you, guys. But uh, So where can everybody find your stuff? Um, Website, saradobybauer.com. You can go there to learn about me, about all my books, but everything is also on Amazon. And I am on all social media platforms because it's like a requirement of my job. MySpace? Friendster. I probably still have a fucking MySpace account somewhere. Honestly, let's maybe be honest. Get a, let's get on board. I want to bring that back so bad. I do. Only because wow. I want people to go to my I want people to go to my, my page and hear my song. Aww. That was the best part of MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't remember shit else about it except going to going to someone's page and be like, ah, oh, that song's terrible. Oh my gosh, I can't now be friends I with them. totally want to try. Probably Wilson Phillips. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which Again, I would be friends with you. Nice. Yeah. You got it in twice this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really want to now look up my MySpace. You've inspired me to seek out what horrifying photos still exist somewhere in the ether. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they're out there. <laughs> oh, no, If I we've know. learned anything in the last couple of weeks with the Spotify stuff, whatever you've ever said in the last yeah. 40 years, we'll find it. Oh, God. That's <laughs> so <laughs> scary. Terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Ken, where can everybody find you? Your stuff? The Flame? Uh, Kenschneck.com. Yeah. S-E-H-N-E-C-K. Um, I don't know when this one will come out. but I will Sunday. Say, Sunday. So, uh, but, yeah. I I have so many shows coming up before that. It's well, really Buckeye Flame. Yeah, yeah, oh, the BuckeyeFlame.com. Yeah. Please, everybody go to the BuckeyeFlame.com. But I'm excited. I'll be on Idea Stream this Friday morning. For oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Dang. I love doing the Reporters Roundtable. It's one of my favorite things. And then... Yeah, Friday night at the Beachland Ballroom, hosting burlesque there, and Saturday night at Akron at the State Theater, hosting burlesque. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a full couple days, and apparently I'm still a professor. 
Awesome. Somewhere in there. Somewhere. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and then uh, check out Brian. Uh, Brian on Twitter. Brian on Instagram. You know, he's, you know, check out his comedy shows. He's got Dina's. Uh, he's also on the Dude Nobody Cares podcast. So please check that out. Uh, please check out the Guiltless podcast. I assume you yes. know about it since you're currently listening to what I'm saying. Fair, fair. Very fair. Yeah, yeah very fair. But that's it. Uh, please check out Sarah. Please check out Ken. You know, these, you know, and, and Ken, I'll see you Sunday, I assume. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I love when you pretend I'm just leaving. Just see you at brunch. I don't know. Yeah. You coming over? I don't really know. I'm going a luau. Uh, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the luau. That's right. Jake and hopefully Jacob coconut. will show up with his coconut. Yeah. So. I'm throwing the luau. There you go. <laughs> but that's it, Sarah. Thank you again. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Really, really appreciate Thanks. it.